This is Infection, the survival podcast, recorded live on Tuesday, February 27th, 2018, episode 163. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Infection, the survival podcast. Infection is your source for the latest information on survival video games. We bring you the latest news, reviews, updates, and more each and every week. My name is Nick Craig. You can follow me on Twitter at Nicholas M. Craig. You can visit our website, infectionpodcast.com. Thanks so much for joining us. Joining me as he does each and every week with a new picture on the wall, Mr. Brian Aldrich. Hey, Brian. How are you? Doing very well. That's actually one you haven't seen yet. That's my wife's variation. Remember, we had two of the same picture. Ah, She did one and I did one. Yes. So that is her variation. So there you go. Yeah, it's a new one. All right. If you want to find me on the internet at Boise Computer, or of course, you can go check out my blog, biteoftech.com. And as I always say, just go to our website, infectionpodcast.com, and join our Discord group. We've had a lot of people, even when we're not on the air, coming in to, and subscribing to the channel and, and just really helping to support the show. And you'll get notifications of those things and see. Uh, alerts and, and um, you know you can give hints of news that you want to see if you just join our Discord group and that's on the right hand side so the little green button that says join server you click that uh, it's a free program has an excellent phone app um, a web based you can have it to where it actually runs in a browser if you'd like or a desktop app that minimizes right to the lower right hand corner and uh, works pretty lightweight um, you'll have issues sometimes it disconnects but it, I've never had issues where it's just sitting there and eating re- resources up so. Uh, pretty good app. And of course, Discord is free. And uh, when we do game of the week and uh, we start the show, you know, we will do notifications in there and we'll all communicate inside of Discord. So if you listen to the show and you've ever been interested to maybe join us uh, throughout the week, uh, playing some of the games that we talk about or just kind of getting involved with the group, just join, join the Discord and uh, say hello once you get in here. And uh, we have people join all the time and it's uh, it's a lot of fun. So, um, also do we want to, I think we had, I don't know if we had some subscriptions since the last one. We've, we've had subscriptions, but I'd have to look and see if we had any since last show. I don't believe I, um, I was we just, have people that, I was just looking at the, before. we have people that follow us too. Which yeah. is funny. We have people that follow us. I think they watch our, I, I, we had it for like a week where we were locking down the, the replays on, um, on Twitch for you know unless you're a subscriber and i turn that off just because i think that's a good way that people find us and we have people actually that follow us throughout the week gotcha. because they're watching those replays so, so looking at the list okay. i don't believe we looking at the list we haven't i don't believe we've had any new subscribers since uh since last week's program since so uh, show. yeah now w- one of the cool things that we talked about um was our emotes and those emotes are now live so if you are a subscriber of the channel inside of twitch if you click on the little uh emote guy in the right hand corner of the chat next to the bit button you will see our custom emotes which are of course our good friend mr brian aldridge um who's been memefied into uh well the, he wasn't memefied into the doc he was literally the doc uh and then he was memed into a cowboy yeah. and a detective so yes those those are now live and uh you can now uh you know throw them now, in the if chat you don't have so so nick is the only one that can do two of those Unless you subscribe with the four ninety nine or the nine ninety nine oh, tier, wow. Uh, so, like, let me just show you a sample. See if I do that. 
it will it will do the uh, it will do the code instead. So uh, so for people if they want access to the other ones, they do have a higher tier. But for now, we have the investigator. What is it? I don't Detective what we call Brian. Him. Detective Brian. So that's the uh, the official one for the initial tier of the subscription. So if we ever get to a part where, area where we're partnered, then we would have access to however many. We have a, a list that we can unlock. Gotcha. So. so, yep, you can uh, support the program that way by subscribing on Twitch, either via Twitch Prime or a uh, regular or Amazon Pr Twitch Prime, whatever they call that service, uh, or just a regular Amazon uh, or excuse me, rather a regular Twitch subscription, which you could do all of those. You can do those infectionpodcast.com. Uh, you head on over there, click the Twitch icon or go to twitch.tv forward slash infection podcast, subscribe there. And then uh, a couple of the other ways you can support the program, but we'll get into those, uh, when we do our game giveaway, we'll talk about some of those things. So, uh, thanks to everybody that subscribed. I believe looking at this right now, we have 17 subscribe, uh, 16 subscribers rather. So in two weeks, 16 subscribe. I think this is the set. And there we go. Our good friend uh, Brock Vaughn subscribing. So so seventeen subscribers now, um, and that's uh, that's in. This is the second week, I believe. The third week, maybe. I think yeah. this is the third week. I think it was the second week. Of, no, I thought it was the second. Oh, week okay. But, well, then the second week of uh, of of having this program. So, um, you can subscribe there, and it also um links you if you have your Twitch link to your Discord. It puts you in a special group inside of. Uh, inside of Discord, which is really cool as well. So uh, thanks to everybody that's supporting the yep. program. As always, uh, we appreciate your support. All right. Um, I have... Uh, I feel like it's been a year since we last spoke, Brian. Um, honest to God, yeah. the last seven days have been... have just been and very, very chaotic in a good way. Um, I was up in Washington, D.C. Uh, thanks, uh, our good friend, uh, our good friend, uh, UGX Vibe, or, or Bob, or you may know him in, in Discord. Thank you for the subscription there. Um, was up in D.C. for a conference Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Got back down here to Wilmington Sunday, and uh, we moved to new office space. So Sunday night, we were, or Monday morning, rather, we were there till about 3 o'clock in the morning, demoing sheetrock. Um and Monday during the day, we moved equipment over, built an entire radio studio last night, uh, and it was on the air this morning, and then I moved all of my stuff over this afternoon. It has been a crazy, uh, about, I guess, six days at this point. So uh, I literally feel yeah. like it's been, I literally feel like we have not talked in like a couple months. I mean, there is so much has happened here in... Uh, now, so everything with that the office move went good and everything. I mean, it's yeah, yeah fairly it's smooth. Great space. It's, it's almost eighteen hundred square feet. Um, it's uh, it's great. And uh, thank you, Supa, for the for the cheers there. Uh, I don't I don't know why those aren't popping up on the bits. I don't know why those aren't popping up on yeah, the last last week or whenever that first one we got. It I, seemed like it popped up I, something. I'll verify that those will pop up. Um, so yeah, it's been a crazy, uh, crazy week in my world. Uh, I've been totally disconnected. I posted in Discord this afternoon for the first time in seven days, I believe. Um, I said yeah. hello, uh, and I, I mean, I <laughs> wasn't on Twitter. I wasn't on Skype. I wasn't. I, I mean, I, I haven't even looked at my emails in the past seven days. It's been just so chaotic. Um, that that's uh, that's what's been going on. So uh, what's going on with you? What's uh, what's what's up with the community? Um, it's been going good. People have been playing games. Um, 
man, I the, for me, I haven't been playing games for the last couple of weeks just because I, I was telling you before about my school. Like I, I have a thing where I, I was been wanting to finish a class, and so I gave myself a two week window to pass a three credit class. Mm. And so I, uh, I started that. Two, it's coming up on two weeks ago on Thursday because I, I think on Thursday was my first day of starting that class. You know, two weeks ago, and um, I finished the reading for it today. So it was thirty four chapters of a textbook and then they're just kind of studying to take the practice test this afternoon after we end the show and then i will take the real test tomorrow and i hopefully i'll pass that class so it's like i i told myself i'm not playing other than like i did game of the week but i haven't been playing games just during any kind of normal time for the last two weeks other than i play a little bit of call of duty before i go to bed and i've been playing some um of another little game before i go to bed but you know, that's like at the very end, just as I'm sitting on, you know, on the couch because I still sleep on the couch, not because my wife's angry at me. <laughs> well, <I bet laughs> because of my shoulder. That's what you think. Uh, <laughs> she keeps asking me. She's like, "When are you gonna come and sleep in the bed?" I'm like, well, "I can't put my arm up in the air in bed." Yeah. So. Still. So, it, but it's it's getting a point where I'm pretty close. Like I can put my arm behind my back. Oh, there like you go. There. Wow. And so. Once I get it to where I can put my arm on my pillow, which is on my like my comfort area, then I'll go sleep in a bed. Oh, there you go. I'm sure you're looking forward to that. The simple things that yeah. most people do. That people take for granted every night. Uh, you are unable to do at this point. So, um, how was speaking of game of the week? How was uh how was your tax day inside of a GTA? Um, it was good. I had a lot of fun. We, there was three of us. So okay. Sean, Joe, and I. We all played, uh, and. We did missions. Nice. We, we we didn't really do like races or anything like that. We did missions and then uh, and earned some in-game cash that way. Nice. And it was a lot of fun. I've never really played. I, I've never really played the online part of GTA other than when we do, have done our game of the week, which is pretty much just we do races and things like that. Yeah. Um. And so for me, that's just where like I know that there's all this money you can get. I've seen people stream it. And there's a lot of cool things you can do with the online. I just haven't. So uh, it was it was nice to get in there and, and kind of see how the game is supposed to run, and how you can earn cash and start trying to get you know the apartment and all the different things you can buy in there. So I just right this is during my two week period, so I haven't gone in there and tried to continue it because I was like, you know, once you get going on that, you want to play all day, and then and then I won't get my school done. So I've been good. Well, there you go. So, uh, I'll, I'll try once my class is done here. I'll definitely try it because I've got, I think, six hundred thousand dollars in there. Right oh, now you poor soul! Six hundred thousand. Yeah, that'll be gone in a car or an apartment real, real quick. That yeah. will, uh, oh, very yeah. quickly. So, be I guess I'm spend it on, or or I'll be like, oh, I have to get a million, and I have to grind a little bit. So, it'll be fun though once I get to the point of absolutely in there. Uh, GTA is uh, one of those games that, I mean, you can play whenever and uh and it holds up pretty well and, yep. and clearly people uh we i mean we've had, we've always had a great time playing it so um coming up this week is a game that's a little bit maybe out of our realm in terms of i wouldn't classify it as survival um but it's a game that our community has been playing um a lot um and a couple of people yeah. have been playing it a little a little more hardcore but i think we've all jumped in on it a couple of times um, and that is League of Legends, which is, uh, obviously not survival, um, but it's a free game 
And as we've kind of stated in the past, and I will say again, the game of the week is, is it, yeah, the, playing the game is great, but it's also getting the community together, which is, in my opinion, probably more important than actually playing the game itself. So yep. um, Friday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, in our Discord, we're going to be playing some LOL. Um, hopefully we've got enough to do either a 4v4 or 5v5. Um, I think that'll be a really Maybe good we can time. Get Saul to run that or something. Yeah, Saul or Greenman, who are kind of the those guys yeah. are kind of the, uh, the the they're the ones running it in our group. So hopefully they'll be on opposite teams and 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 they'll be able to go back and forth at each other. So uh, that'll be fun. That'll be Friday night in our Discord. It's free. It's League of Legends. If you've never played it before, um, you should definitely jump into. If you're going to play for Game of the Week, jump in and at least watch some YouTube videos on how to play it. Um, just knowing how to play a little bit will go yep. a very long way. Um, so, uh, let's, we'll do that, uh, Friday night. So it, again, it's free. All you have to do is, uh, is, uh, download the, uh, riot it's launcher. An external launcher. Yep. And yep. it's, it's not so on steam. Make it's sure you download that. Which, it? How big is it? Like 40 gigs? It's a, yeah, it's, it's, it's big? big. It's probably 30 or 40 gigs. Um, but you download it. It's free. You got to create a riot account. It's, it's separate from Steam. It's not linked to anything, and uh, it's free. But definitely watch some YouTube videos before, and just just a basic ten or twelve minute video on what the commands are and all that stuff, um, because it will be very yeah, very there's, beneficial. There's a few things like I've played I played Vainglory a lot, which is a MOBA as well, and they now have a five versus five mode, which is very much like League of Legends, but on a tablet, and so. Like I understand the whole thing, but there were some things particularly this game, like how to lock your camera that I didn't know until after my first game. And so I was dragging my camera everywhere because it wasn't following my character. Just little things like that. You can kind of get to where you play one match, see that everything works, um, how you buy things from the the vendor and uh, just how to just use the keys a little bit. Um, after that initial one, I, I think it'll flow for everybody, but just get in there and make sure you play a game before game of the week just so that you have a little bit of experience so people aren't waiting for you to try to figure out how to get it going. Yeah, this is a game where you kind of want to have some bearing beforehand. There's a couple games. You know, it's it's one of those games where you want to have a little, little little grasp of what you're doing before you play. And I think most people have played League at some point or another. And um, Saul's reminding me, uh, coming up uh, Saturday, we've typically been doing either a Saturday, typically a Saturday night board game night. Um, we played Cards Against Humanity a couple weeks ago. Actually, it was probably... Last Saturday, I think, um, is when we played some Cards Against Humanity. We had a good time, um, and uh, he's got a couple new games that we're going to test out. So Friday night's going to be League. Sometimes Saturday afternoon, evening-ish is typically when that starts for uh, for board games, and uh, we play with Tabletop Simulator, which you can get on Steam uh, or in the uh, Humble Bundle store if you want to purchase through our affiliate code uh, on infectionpodcast.com forward slash support. So... I'm sure we'll have a good time Friday night. I'm sure there will be many of rages. I'm probably going to be very pissed off and, and upset and probably close the game. Um, uh, so we'll have that Friday night and then some regular board game stuff going on Saturday and probably into Sunday as well. So and right now, Tabletop Simulator is $19.99 on both Steam and on Humble Bundle. Um, I have the Humble Bundle rewards, which gives me more of a discount, but yeah, so if you're going to do it if through those two options, as as Nick said, I encourage you to do our Humble Bundle and just make sure you click our link before you do it, and then we can get a little kickback from you supporting the 
Humble Bundle and also supporting us. Absolutely. And uh, as always, we appreciate everybody that supports the uh, program here. Now, Brian, um, I'm going to have to confess. I'm going to have to confess right up front here, Brian. I have really not looked at the notes at all. Um, I skimmed through okay. them right before we went on the air. It's been it's been a uh, it's been a crazy, crazy couple days here. But looking at the notes, I mean, it look what's going on. Is everybody asleep? We're a little we're a little light on on updates from some of our big players who normally are coming through. Um, it was yeah. So slow let's, news let's week? go ahead and let's let's hit arc here really quick. Okay. And, and, and this will be really quick. So 278.46 is the update that was put out this week for ARC. And the update comprises of UI optimizations. That was on February 22nd. And that, that is, the, that is the, the change log for the week for ARC. And this is Infection, the Survival Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. We will uh, we'll see you next uh, Tuesday <laughs> at 7. Um, so yeah, so that I mean that's that's pretty much it um, for Arc. I know that they are doing that update that's supposed to be hitting here pretty soon. Uh, as far as you know, we're just doing a little bit of TLC on on some of the other dinosaurs that are in there. But that's it for this week. They've been light ever since. I mean, they put they put out a few big ones, but it's not been consistent every week of doing patches all the time. Um, I think they're just kind of working on right now improving all the dinosaurs and making the graphics things that they came up with early in the in the development some of their first dinosaurs that haven't changed at all for now what a year a couple of years they came out with them and i think they've changed the art style a little bit they've improved and you got maybe have people that are able to take a little more time make them in a little bit more proper way uh and so they're going through and kind of revamping that but as far as major gameplay elements we're not seeing that anymore so um, I don't know how much this will go into the future. Once they have more of that TLC done, I don't know what they're going to be doing. If they're going to move on or, I mean, I, I haven't really seen any big things that they've announced or anything that's changing so far. Well, and just kind of a so. reminder, maybe you are a, um, maybe you're in and out of the program. Maybe you don't follow all this stuff, uh, as, as closely as we do, but ARC is out of early access. This happened a couple of months ago, right, right before, what is it, November, right before Christmas? Um, yeah. I think something like that, uh, maybe October, November. It was supposed to be in October, and then they delayed it a couple, to, couple months. It was like late December, right? Or excuse me, late November. Yeah. Um, in, yep. So some, sometime. Uh, late, late, late November, early December. I don't remember exactly when. So right around that realm. So they are out of early access now, which from what I've been saying now for weeks if not months is doesn't mean a damn thing it's just a word yep. uh it's a buzzword <laughs> like it doesn't mean anything you know, oh we're out of early access though we still do the same updates as we did in early access but we're out of early access um they are doing that big tlc thing and after that the, i mean do you think sooner rather than later brian we're gonna have to find something to replace arc to talk about i mean realistically how much what more can yeah. they continue to do well, I think they're going to be doing one more um, mod or one more expansion. Uh, and I'm sure that that's what they're going on right now. I mean, okay. uh, we're not hearing a thing from them because I think that they are now just focusing on getting this last expansion out. Uh, I'm not sure the exact date that that's going to be, but um, there will be a point once that's released, then it'll be like, okay, well, what now? Like that'll be the end of the, franchise as far as 
new content and things, big changes happening. Uh, I don't know if then they're going to go into a mode where they're just releasing bug fixes. Maybe because you have the whole mod store. Yes, you do. Um, you know, and so people can continue changing the game how they want, but that won't change the official servers. So it'll be kind of interesting to see where the game goes once those official servers kind of go on cruise control at that point and just continue to exist. Well, and here's my next question. So I don't, who is the, what's the name of the company that's developing Ark? Um, it's not Epic Games. Wildcard. Um, Wildcard. It, it, it looks kind of like the Epic logo, Epic logo a little bit. Wildcard. This was, from what I remember, correct me if I'm wrong, the first, um, oh, thank you, Locklore, for the cheer there. Thanks, Locklore. Um, they're the this was their first big game is that correct or this was their first game i think in general i'm I, I, i'm trying to remember back exactly but i this studio was there was there was this was a nobody studio previous to arc yeah. they've got an incredible amount of talent they've got a great user base and now they've got a reputation of we've taken a game from nothing to through the through the mud in early access, like all, with, you know, with a million, look at all these other games that failed. I mean, you could, I, we could point to a yeah. hundred of them right now and we succeeded and we're out on the other side. W at what point do yeah. these companies, cause I mean, the, you look at a company like Activision and, 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 and Blizzard and yeah, you release a game, you're good. You move on to your next one and your reputation kind of funnels into the next game, the next IP, the next whatever. So eventually, yep. these companies, we're seeing it with Rust now. There, uh, Gary's working on a, another new game uh, with some of the Rust people. We talked about um, uh, Shadow Frax show. We talked, we showed that video probably two months ago of a of a yes. new it's not, game. It's not, is it Moss? I think it's no, called it's Moss. It's yeah, I think it is called Moss. Um, but of, so. of they a, changed the name. It was something else before, and then they changed it recently. And I think it was to Moss potentially. But look. but but he is taking his reputation with gary's mod uh rust and now you know creating a new thing and wild uh, wildcard's got possibly trying to fix his reputation a little well, bit this next one we'll but, but you <laughs> reputation i mean you talk about success i mean both gary's mod yeah. and, and and rush you could argue are are in the top 20 successful gary's mod definitely is in the top five successful steam games yeah. I mean, everybody owns it everybody's played it it's been out forever uh, you can make the argument that Russ is in the top ten or top twenty. So, at, at what point do you now see Wildcard, who has got a successful title under their hands, say, "Okay, here's our next thing," well, and only, trust us because it's only a four-year-old company too. You got to think they only, they yeah. were founded in 2014. Um, it's 2018, so they were founded not too long before we started the show. Yes. Um, so this all the <laughs> success that you see with Wildcard. Look at what they've you know done what and look at like, what we've done. It's been, it's good. We're parallel <laughs> success here. We've done a podcast. Yes. They've built a multi-million dollar uh, game franchise. Uh, it's a company, yeah. I mean, it's kind of the same. Yeah, yeah similar. <laughs> yeah, we've interviewed them, so it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's practically like being them, right? Yeah, we are. We um, are. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so you got to think all the stuff they've done in that amount of time. And so people are, you know, the, it took them four years to develop the game into the point of where they, I think, are feel comfortable with it, feeling like it's done. They've got to be thinking next, though, as you're saying. There's got to be a... And, and they seem to be hinting at... I keep seeing them hitting at VR stuff and doing, like, the Dinosaur Park uh, and, like, Arc Park, I think they call it. Uh, I know they're kind of playing with some of those things, but you know, VR is not really a... 
thing that you stake your whole company on. I don't think right now you're just not going to get enough sales to maintain it, but I, they've got to be, and, and it may not be dinosaurs. I would assume that they'd move on from dinosaurs and go into something different because they've got the people that are modelers and they got to do it while they still have all these people on staff. Bingo. Right. Yeah. That's it. Uh, because there's going to be a point if they're not no longer developing right now, the push is for this expansion to come out. So they have their modelers busy and they have them doing things. And like everybody who's a part of the company is doing something for this expansion. As soon as that expansion's out, either you're going to be letting a bunch of them go, which I don't assume that's not the goal of what they're wanting to do. Or you say, all right, now we're going to roll over into another project. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll keep a, some of your time possibly for fixing issues for some of them on past projects, but you know, to keep you all hired now we're moving on and our next title is, and then they start working on that because that will allow them because if, if they don't like, you can't just keep people sitting around. You don't keep graphic, you know, people that make 3d models sitting in the office and say, we'll just play around and make stuff all day. Well, and you know, it's gotta be a, a purpose. Well, and the big concern is head hunting. I mean, we've seen, uh, Smedley now, who is in charge of the of Amazon's game studio down in uh, they're in San Diego or L.A. I don't remember. Um, I think it's San Diego. San Diego. Um, and maybe you could maybe he's not the best example because he's taking a lot of the old Daybreak employees, which I wouldn't necessarily classify as headhunting because he already had a relationship with them. But I mean, you yeah. see these you see these success you see these good these good modelers, good good animators, you know, good whatevers get kind of. And you've got a company like Amazon who's got, for all intents and purposes, unlimited money. I mean, they could pay somebody $70,000 a year to literally sit at a desk and do a nothing, um, and, yes. and, it, and it wouldn't matter. And, um, you know, that's kind of, the I would think, the kind of the concern if they don't have something on the back burner is, you know, ARC is over with. People are going to start updating their, you know, their LinkedIn, their resumes, and you're going to have a big company like Amazon or, or whoever come and say, okay, yeah. Well, yeah. Wildcard's an excellent excellent right now because of the reputation they built there is an excellent thing to have on your resume and so they have all these guys that now have an ex a resume that people would die for yeah and you could say hey you know i was a modeler for arc and here's some of the models that i made and you have just top tier i mean these are top tier models that you see of like the dinosaurs for instance in arc um you know you just show that and then you would have you would have the top studios ready to hire you. And so th th they can't sit here and say, all right, well, we're going to take a six month break. Yeah, exactly. Those guys will just move on. Um, you know, they, they have to have something and I'm sure they do. If not, then, I mean, I don't know what the point would be. I just can't imagine them letting that go. Like they won't, they wouldn't be able to bring that back and have a guarantee of the group that they have now. Cause I think they have the, a good group of people that are able to put out. We saw consistent updates, uh, consistent quality, for four years, we had, I mean, stuff that's really tough to get in a group of people they were able to pull out. And so I think with them, uh, they definitely aren't going to let that just go. Cause if, if they just sit, you know, they, they, and it'll be interesting to see what they do next. Like, I haven't heard a word about it, but they're really good at being tight lipped. I don't know if they have really good <laughs> yes, NDAs there, really good lawyers <laughs> that scare them to death because you don't hear anything until some of these things are released. Like, we, we had, things that were released and we're and Nick and I are sitting here like, are they doing anything right now? And then next, the next week, like they announced some huge thing that's 90% done. 
Yeah, well, that's um, the key. So they do a really good job, and, and and that's the key right there. Ninety percent done. So they've got an they've got an incredible amount of talent, and they can you know they, they've got the the scars that they got through the early access program to prove that you know hey we're a legitimate development company. You know you're going to take us seriously here. Um, so uh, so that's Arc, and I would imagine here in the next couple of months we've got to hear some some type of announcement of something. Either um, for the new expansion or you know another title that's going to be after the expansion. Exactly. But they want to build up some of that hype too. But they they're the kinds that like to just say, "Hey, here's this, and here's an awesome trailer, and you know, and, and it's almost done." <laughs> they're, yeah, they're the kind of guys that like done. to throw that out there. Exactly. Um, and so for them, they they may they may do that to us. Now, I was going to mention something here since you kind of mentioned it. Okay. The some of the people like at, at daybreak have been leaving and going to this new uh, competitive online gaming thing that they have now um, with Twin uh, Twin Galaxies. Yeah, a couple of them. And so they had the- another person, another person just left this past week to okay. go for them. I know a couple of Daybreak employees have quit Daybreak and they're now actually working for the competitive gaming group. So well, there's a- uh, that seems to be there was a new thing that's happening over there i don't remember her name we follow her on twitter um she worked for daybreak she she was a community she wasn't the community manager but she worked with greg um and she was she was on video a couple of times i know she went over there a couple months ago um and then now another that is very interesting to see um i don't it's got to be an an indication oh absolutely they're absolutely jumping. I think for them, I think for them, there's there's people that have moved over that work for the company and they're doing a smedley. It seems like Daybreaks has this happen to them quite a bit. People are looking at what's happening. People with Just Survive, what is now Just Survive, we're seeing that the sink the the ship was sinking, and smedley they could go to smedley and say, hey, you know, it maybe they're people that smedley knew were good at their jobs in a bad company, but good at their jobs, and so they. They he pulled all the good talent from Daybreak, and now I think you're getting the same thing with this other. You know, these are mostly people that are marketing. They're not really programmers and things like that, but they're pulling people that are friends of probably someone who's now has a higher up position in that company. Yeah, and so he's bringing all the people that are good people over to the other company, and it's just people are jumping ship on Just Survive on. I mean, they have for a while on that one and H1Z1. We we have a thing here. I don't know if you want to jump into this. There was a, a tweet that was sent out this past week by uh, you probably know him as Pineapples. Echo Fox Pine is what you know. He, he plays for Echo Fox, but he put out a a thing for the future of his stream. He put out a note. Okay. Um, and it's one of those long tweets. You know the messages a, a, a that twit they, long, they put out. Yes. Twit long, yeah. Twit longer. Uh, I don't know if you want me just to kind of skim some of this about what he's what he's saying but uh yeah absolutely discuss a little bit of the i actually did have a chance to read through this yeah this this is interesting okay so he's talking you know this is he's one of the guys who's held on to h1z1 uh a lot of the streamers have already left h1z1 um you know but but he he kept on streaming it on a regular basis on his stream even though the numbers have dropped out people are not interested in watching people stream H1Z1 anymore. Uh, but he says on here, he says, this hasn't been an easy topic, um, but you know, H1Z1 has been a pride and joy for the last few years. It's something he's played consistently um, day in and day out on stream, casually and professionally. 
Uh, he's invested into the game with his friends, teammates um, on Echo Fox, who he continues to practice with every day. Uh, he's excited to move forward with the uh, H1PL, which is the player, the league that we've been discussing yep. and whatever else may come our way. Um, however, there's a thorn on my side that makes it hard to fully enjoy the state of the game. I feel like H1Z1 is going in the right direction and the patches improvements have been solid, but that doesn't take away from the fact that the Twitch viewership has declined dramatically over the past six months. It's no longer a healthy viewer game and it is it consistently around 1,000 to 2,000 viewers daily. And he's talking about all Twitch-wide. Like the people watching, that's other than when the doc, the doc will go in there and stream it and people aren't watching it because he's playing H1Z1. They're just following, you know, they're just watching him. But that's that's an anomaly in it. Um, it's with that being said, I think it's time to shift my focus for a more long-term success plan. I'll be moving to make uh, my game on stream to be Fortnite. Uh, he said, "What does this mean to you?" So he's 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 transitioning from being a regular H1Z1 player to to move to Fortnite, which has the healthy viewer base. People like watching Fortnite. Has a nice balance of People can build like there's other stuff to keep keep the the screen busy. It's not a running simulator. Like a streamer can do all these things uh, and and look like they're being busy and not just running from location to location. Uh, and so it's it's a much easier uh, game to stream. He says, "Are you going to be streaming at H1Z1 outside of CC and that's close competition, right?" Uh, yes, on occasion. Uh, oh, that's Colada Coliseum. Sorry, games. Uh, so they'll have that weekly where you can play those. He's going to continue to play it professionally, um, and he's you know he says he hopes that the game becomes successful again. But you know for now he's going to be streaming, streaming uh, Fortnite. So and then just watching, looking through the responses that he has gotten on Twitter, like all these streamers have just been like, you know, can't wait to play with it. Like everybody's already left him. He's like that last guy who wants you know to get off the boat. Yeah, uh, he was held, holding on, but it's just he's going to kill his streaming base. Like people just have no interest in watching it unless they are in it for the personality. But I think a lot of these professional players, people are in it because they enjoy seeing them get these crazy kills. When you have a game that has so many yep. hackers and it just it's you're dying not because you're not good, but because I mean how can you beat a computer? right yeah literally um literally and so that's the thing is is you got to go to a game where it's talent matters again and right now fortnite is a game to when you have a person who's the beginning level versus a person who's extremely good at the game i mean like myth there's a huge gap there's that there's that skill gap that i've talked about over you know the last couple months h1z1 doesn't really have a skill gap anymore there's randomness in the shots and you know someone who's not really playing that much of, of the game can very sometimes easily kill a person who's not or who, who who plays all the time in his professional level um with uh, fortnite there's the, all these measures you can put in and protection like there's things that they can do that stop those instant kills that just seem to happen in in these other games so i think there's a lot more of that player uh, skill gap to where the real excellent players actually do seem different than the other ones. And so people, they will go to those people and watch them because they want to see all that stuff happen, which I just think stopped happening on H1Z1. Uh, you know, it's, it's, 
as you said, it's not a healthy game. The, the player base isn't healthy. People don't want to watch it anymore. I just think personally, I think it's, it's on its last breath. So I mean, I know they're continuing to put out updates, but they're never going to get those player numbers back. And it's, it's like what we said with arc at what point, uh, you know, can you keep all these people on staff, whether they're, I mean, you got people making skins, but if no one's buying the skins, there's no point in keeping them hired anymore. Um, you know, if, if the programmers, if you're not bringing, making enough sales to continue to hire the programmers, like they're going to have to keep cutting back until, you know, is the game going to then develop anymore? Well, and I, I, I think that they're, they're getting to that point of like, there's a question of whether they can continue for however much longer or well, run out of funds. Well, well, they, well, I don't know necessarily if they run out of money because they aren't that Well, bad. they don't have any other big titles anymore. Well, yeah, but they've got to bring they, in. Big sums of money. Yeah, I'm not sure what their financials are, but the, uh, clearly money is not an issue because they have a whole bunch of people employed that, for my, uh, with my two cents, do nothing. So I don't believe money is yeah. is, a, is a problem. But this thing is, that's going to bleed them dry from this point well, on. Oh, well, that's fine. I mean, now the can, money's not. Yeah. yeah well, so I, I, this actually segues perfectly into an article that uh, Greenman posted in um, Discord earlier this week, talking about um, how H1Z1 has fallen on hard times, and this this. Uh, guy goes through and just brings up a couple facts here. Since its peak player base in June of 2017, which was 150,402, that was the all-time peak, it has shredded 91% of its player base since then. Um, and yep. over the past 30 days, we, we've talked about it in this program, the the peak is 17,652 over the last 30 days. This shy of 18,000. And I just those numbers are fascinating, um, and it, it it does really make you wonder. We've been saying it for months, if not years. What, yep. what do you do? What's next? Why? How much longer? Do you, you know, it's tough because obviously you know the the easy uh, answer, the easy thing is like, oh, you know, just cancel the game and get rid of it, yada yada yada. But I mean, really, all joking aside, I know we love everybody loves to hate on H one Z one. I get it. But at what point really do you say, okay, from a business sense, business-wise, this does not make any sense. And when your 30-day yeah. player peak for your main game, not the subset, not the, the side game that you don't update, the main game, the all-star, the superstar game is less than 18,000, I've got to think the clock is ticking. I'm not, I'm not saying it should happen yeah. today because you have 18,000 people playing the game. That's still a, that's still a good player base. I'm not I'm not, I'm not saying that, but the clock's got to be ticking internally. For if we don't get these numbers up by X date, then we've got to do something here. Um, I it just uh, business wise, is, I think it has to, right? But the thing too is they've really shot themselves in the foot with it. I mean, I've I've talked years. I've talked about this now, but the engine. They're at a point now where what's the point of starting any new titles, right? You, yeah, you're you don't want to start a new title on, on an engine that's so out of date and just so broken. Um, the it's, they're really in a tough spot of, you know, will they still consider themselves daybreak if they're going to start with a new engine? But I don't think they can create any new titles now. Like they're so far behind three years ago, they could get away with it. I think that was the last breath. H1Z1 was kind of the last breath of you could do that. Um, graphics wise in those three years, things have really changed in the world of, of game development. The, the smallest game developers are using things like Unreal Engine 
and putting out something that visually looks a lot better than H1Z1 just with smaller groups of five people. And so they, they can't do that anymore. They won't be able to put out a game that looks or performs anything like these new games uh, if they don't change their engine. And they, and they won't have the money to go and build a new engine. That seems to be their thing. They always want to make their own engine. But they got to move beyond that if they're expecting to actually do something in the future. So my I have matured business-wise and my opinion has changed due to my current role in and and the leadership in in my company who which is part of the reason that I moved halfway across the country to take a job was the leadership and the people I'd be working with um daybreak has got a chronic issue that we deal with in the radio industry which is this is how we do it uh for people that aren't familiar radio has been around for literally a hundred years there are practices that radio stations have been following for hundreds of years because quote that's the way we do it. Um, and yeah. I'm constantly challenged by my boss in a good way. When I say challenge, I mean that in a good way. Challenged to why are we doing this? Why are we yeah. doing this? Oh, and, and, every, and a couple of the answers, well, that's how it's been done. And he said to me, that's not an acceptable answer. That's how you fall into this. And that's what Daybreak's problem is. Um, they have, my, okay, my, so now, my reaction, and let me tell you this, because I, I want to make my point. A year ago, my answer would have been, well, they've invested all this money into the engine. And it was, this was my point. I've, I've said this many of times on the show, and I know you've disagreed with me every time, Brian. My answer has been, well, they've invested however, not just the money to build the engine, but the, 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 the R&D behind it and pay, paying the staff to develop it. Hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars overall. That was my argument. Now, as I've matured business-wise, it... it it's great. They they already lost the they lost the you could say lost the million in building the engine. But now think about how much more they've lost because they've been so set in their freaking ways that yes. they're unwilling they're unwilling to change. They're unwilling to challenge themselves. There is nobody that has developed. There's no there's no reason to develop your own engine for most people in 2018. Now, whenever Quest came out, unless you're AAA studio, that, yeah. That does this but they do it because they 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 have the need to and they have the resources to do it i mean the when when soe developed what well, wasn't who was it what, what was it book who made ever who made everquest what was it before soe it was sony online it was sony online okay no it was sony online. so when they built the everquest engine i mean there wasn't all of these open you know there wasn't all of these options out there so you had there was a lot of people developing their own physics and all this other stuff that was what you did at that time in the early 2000s or late 90s, whatever. But things have changed. I mean, I can load up a freaking engine editor right now and have a have a player walking around in 15 minutes if I know what I'm doing. Uh, even if which I don't is, know what which I'm is doing. a lot of what their original H1Z1 concept was. It was just a guy running around pretty, pretty much. much. So now, Stairway pointed out something here. Okay. And this is something fairly recent. On Daybreak's career page, they are now looking for UE4 engine and tool programmer. Yeah, I saw that. For unannounced project. So the new unannounced project has got to be an Unreal. Of course so it's got to be an Unreal, Brian. I mean, I mean I've been saying it. It's impossible for them to do anything in this old engine. I mean, and people laughed at me saying, there's no way that they're going to change engines. There's no way they're going to use... Well, and I understand they're not going to change engines for H1Z1. Yes. But going forward... They cannot be successful and they cannot be competitive sticking with that stupid engine, which we everybody's told them it's and I cheat for it. I mean, technology wise, it doesn't take advantage of any of the new technologies. 
DirectX 8? UE4 does. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're running DirectX 8 or 9. Oh, but 9. Yeah, Sorry, they, DirectX I mean, it's just, 9, yeah. But um, now, and let, know, let me just say here, let me cut you off for a second to say, I still do agree with my, not about agree with my own point, but I want to reemphasize my point. When we had this argument, argument, um, you know, a year ago about what should they do with H, even a year and a half ago about H1Z1, I still agree that they should have stuck with the current engine because it would have just, it would have set them way too far back in the, I think that would have been bad to switch engines mid game. So I still agree with, I still disagree with you on that. Um, but I will. I mean, obviously, I'm agreeing well, with you I, now. That, I, I don't think they should change now. No, I, but 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 it, year, a year and a half ago, you were an advocate. But a year and a half ago, you were an advocate for that, and I was against that. And so, and I yeah. still kind of feel. I think, I think back then they would be farther ahead now, but it would have uh, taken them a year well, to they, get here. They would be. I they would be farther ahead now, but I think getting that, that to go over it, hindsight's the best sight. Oh, of course, yeah, exactly. It's easy to say now. Monday morning quarterback's the greatest. Um. But now, yes. realistically, they can't release anything else with the Forge Light engine. Um, there's just no point. There's just no point. Yep. Yeah, and I think that this is their their official switch of leaving Forge Light. And you know, this may be. I, I think it's going to be. They they have a lot of games that they kind of just keep running on this old engine technology. DC Online. Uh, you know, H one Z one is going to go into their EverQuest stuff. All this stuff that's just sitting there and, and maintaining, I think they're going to keep that running and you know they'll have a reason to keep those people hired because somehow those are still bringing a little bit of money. Um, I want to jump in here. There are th I want to jump in yeah. here. This and I, there is a legitimate need for what they are doing. They can make yeah. they can be very very successful being the company that takes over older games and keeps them alive there is a lot of and they are doing that and they're and that's there's a successful practice there because the people that play those games uh i remember when we were talking to our our, our friend falcon about it um you know those enthusiasts the same way we talk about the people that play friday the 13th the enthusiasts will pay any price to play the game because it's it, it, yeah it, that's their thing while brian and i would would laugh at twenty dollars to play everquest uh, you know, or ten dollars a month to play the original EverQuest. There is a whole bunch of people that say only ten dollars. That's a freaking steal. So there's a because uh, they have a huge community there of people that like and relationships and just all those things that are there. Exactly, and that's that my point is let's not let uh, you know uh, we we love to kind of sit here and just say oh look at they're keeping all these old games alive. But there's a that is a there's a lot of money in there, and realistically. The work is already done. I mean, you're you're essentially yeah. maintain. You are 100 percent maintaining. You're not developing. So there's a it's there's a very low amount of of money you've got to push into it. Obviously, outside of staff, you know, to keep a project yeah. like that alive in electricity and internet and servers. So there that is a very that's a business model that does work. So let's just well, that, yeah, just in general like Dungeon and Dragons Online. That was another company yeah. that pretty much transitioned it over because they don't want to sit there and maintain it forever. And, they, and there is a company that will. Yeah. Daybreak will maintain something forever. And I think that's good. I mean, there is a we've we. It's going to be very interesting to see. And I don't want to get into this conversation, but, but I just it's going to be very interesting to see. You know, twenty years from now. I mean, realistically, you look at the internet. We're talking about twenty years at the earliest that people were really doing you know, power user things on the internet, the late nineties. I mean, I know the internet existed before that, but you're talking 20 years yeah, but, online gaming and stuff like that. Go forward another 20 yeah, yeah. years. All of these online games that are coming out today are going to be gone without companies yeah. like daybreak 
that are going to invest the time and the resource into keeping those projects alive. So we can laugh at it now, but 10 years down the road when we go, oh my God, I'd love to play GTA 5 online, or I'd love to play blank online or this online. There's, you're going to want a company like Daybreak that has said our goal, our responsibility here is to keep these old projects alive because one day those, user, those users that's are gonna going be to your come baby. back. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's going to be your baby of, uh, oh, that's the game that I love. Exactly. Like, if I could just play that again. It's happening can. right now. We don't even see it. The games that we are playing right now that we really, I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head that I'm right now, but... You know, these games that we're playing right now, 10 years from now, we're going to go, oh, my God, I would have I would. And, and it's going on with the Dreamcast community. We talked about okay. this the other the other week. You've got all you've got. Yep. And I say all these people, it's a handful that are they are organized group game nights. They they are they but are look at like reverse- League of legends that yeah. that'll be one of those where there'll be eventually that company will be like, OK, well, either they're going to close it or if there's a company out there that will just maintain all those games that will maintain the servers and have the ability, you know, there's right now tons of people that play that game. Well, you got to think 10 years from now, maybe there won't be life left in the game, but you'll still have a lot of people that be like, I just, I really like that game. I'd like to keep keep playing it. And it'll be enough to people, you can pay a little bit of a fee and they'll continue to be able to play. And that may not, may not happen to that game, but that's an example of right now, a game that has a ton of a players, the player base, and if they could just transition transition it over to someone else to keep it going, and that's that's Daybreak. Daybreak is the kind of company to do that. And so, you know, it, I think either they're going to realize their place in gaming, and that will be where because they'll realize that that's where the money is with the minimal amount of input of effort, yeah. right? Um, and I think a lot of it will come down to this next title. If they find that they're able to successfully develop a game in Unreal Engine and put out a competitive title because they have the, the staff, right? If they find that they can do that, then they may continue putting out new games. But I think if that fails, I think that we may see them transition into the background as, you know, the place where games kind of go into just existing, right? And they, and they make the, they make them exist because they have a track record of it and a company can, maybe a company loves their game, but they just can't, it doesn't make economical sense to be able to keep it going. You know, they want us, they don't want it to die. You know, that's what they can offer. And I think that that would be a legitimate business for Daybreak to go into if this next title doesn't work because they've really damaged their 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 reputations I, with with what's been happening with H1Z1 lately. I think the um I think even if the next title does work, this is a legitimate I mean this is a very important thing for for a company or companies to keep to keep yeah. alive it absolutely is well and they've got their their san diego office they've got their austin texas office seems like a lot of the new staff is all in austin texas for this new game so they're separated like it's not even in san diego so we'll see if they kind of get two different divisions to where one is coming up with new projects the other one is just doing all this old stuff um I, but i wouldn't be surprised if they get to that kind of uh here's the old stuff being maintained. I would, I don't see why they would stick in San Diego personally. I mean, it's the expense of living and existing in San Diego for me is crazy, but you know, for a lot of people, that's just where it's been in the industry. Um, I think that you're seeing people kind of leave and go and be willing to start up studios in more economically feasible places than San Diego. Cause 
it, you can't have, you can't just exist in San Diego. You have to be thrive in San Diego to be able to keep affording living, paying employees, what, double the rate sometimes just to live. Um, yeah. So we'll see. It's not Austin, Texas, I would assume has a much lower cost of living. Well, it, well, it does right now, but it, Austin is a booming, uh, booming market. It, it, that'll, that'll probably change. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. So it will most likely change. Um, so that, so that's kind of the, but uh, that's kind of what the the uh, state the status of H one Z one at this point. Now they did have their uh, tournament. Um, yes, the name of it is escaping me. The showdown. Um, they had showdown. the showdown, and unfortunately, since I was out of town, I did not have a chance to watch any of it. But I did do some reading, and I actually read this post earlier this morning, Brian, and then. Reread yes. it on uh, on your notes this afternoon, or or saw it linked again. You set this one up. This is exactly what you were talking about was going to happen, Brian. So I'm going to just yes. I'm going to I'm going to give the floor to you because uh, you were right. All right. So here's someone in Australia that uh, because of their standing right on the leaderboards was able to compete in this tournament, uh, and somebody went through and did some research, just like I said, you know, look at the top leaderboards. You're going to have a percentage of cheaters in there. And so someone looked at the person who won the Australian tournament and they started looking at his past games. Uh, and there was just some things that seem, seemed very strange about these accounts or about his, his past games that he's been playing. Uh, it seems like he is what they call a boosted account. And, uh, and if what if you look at his past playing record, he would do like four v fours. He would do group plays, and almost everybody that he plays with in those games are now all banned. So if you go back to all of his past multiplayer games, you know the the, the squads that he's done, um, all the other people that have been in his his groups with him have all been banned. And what would happen is he would be in a game where those band players would get all the kills for their group. And then he would come up and get the last kill, you know, in the game. Um, and so I, I assume that's what they mean by boosting is he was actually using uh, friends with cheater accounts to be able to get him through to the game to the end. And, you know, he wasn't cheating, but his friends were. And so those still show that he, uh, it still shows that he wins the game, all those other accounts, but you know, he wasn't cheating. They're not taking into account the fact that the three people in the group with him, or if it's two man, the other person in the group with with him is cheating. Um, you know, th this is something where people are really frustrated because you get that gold AR account or, you know, the, the, for winning the tournament, you get the golden AR, which is a rare skin. Um, and they're, they're frustrated because like you gave that to a person who's using a boosted account. His match history doesn't, doesn't look legit. He always ends up killing highest kill players that play. Um, he says he always ends up killing a highest kill player that plays with fresh accounts or is banned. Um, and so he, this guy broke it down. He shows here's the top two uh, guys, banned player, and then him. Um, and, you know, he's got a whole list here of ones where it's top two with him and a band player um, for his teammate. And then with the with the four mans on another list, four wins with a band player, six wins with a band player, eight wins with a band player, another win with a band player. And because of those nice statistics that we can see now, 
uh, you can see those all sitting there and uh, it's all all on record and you can go and, and anybody can go look things these things up. And these guys just got a couple of pages of games of with this guy with uh, with band players. And then also he says, here's another matches with uh, played four games with this cheater called NWX OAX Oaks NWX Oaks. Um, you know, and, and this is the thing is he, he, I think this you can't. I mean, it'd be tough for them to prove and say the hundred percent, but you could definitely look at this track record and say, well, most of the people he's playing with, just this is what we ran into too. We would have people that um, we were playing against, you know, when we were doing Just Survive, where they would have a legit couple legit players surrounded by cheaters. Um, you know, the cheaters would get banned, but Daybreak finally started banning the whole group, everybody who was associated with the cheaters, because they found that everybody knew that they're just going to ban the cheaters and all these other people could just keep benefiting from these banned, these now banned people. Um, but this, it, you know, are they going to have to start taking account that if you go into two mans and all these other accounts that you're playing with are getting banned, that that means that you should get banned too. I mean that I, that I think that that's what this is leading towards. And that may be what we end up seeing because he obviously has some skill. I mean, he won the tournament, but should he have legitimately been at that tournament with his play record? And well, it's possible that maybe he had other accounts that got banned. Maybe he got banned at some point. And so he had to get a, he had to get an account up really quick to be able to compete in this tournament. Well, I want to note something very interesting. And I don't know if this is coincident. I don't know what's going, I don't know what, what's going on here, but so going through this Reddit post, um, and there'll be a link in the show notes, infectionpodcast.com. Um, this guy posts a link to the myh1z1.com match overview pages. It now just happens to be that my h1 my.h1z1.com is currently down for maintenance. Um, I don't know if this is so that they can wipe some of this stuff off there. Um, they've done it in the past. Um, I yep. just find this to be a very interesting. If it, it may, maybe they just have it down for whatever reason. It could um, be. But I do. But it find could it, be that they've, they've, they've I mean, obviously, this guy was able to see it. They may be looking at, well, now we need to put in a metric that actually looks at your accounts when you're doing a, not a random, but when you're playing with a person that you've chosen before the game starts that's banned, is that going to, are they going to start tracking that and then issuing bans based on that or removing them from the leaderboards? Yeah. Um, now they are doing a game update. Um, but it hasn't, and then it does include server maintenance, but it, it hasn't, happened yet um so reading through this uh, servers will be coming down for an update with extended maintenance between 2 p.m tomorrow which is tuesday february 2 p.m pacific which uh well, well actually it is 2 p.m pacific now so maybe that's how it has something to do with um uh but that wave says he thinks that they're going to leave early access tomorrow and go to season one so we'll see if that happens. Who knows? Um, but yes, they are doing it. They are doing an extended downtime, and the game will be up approximately six p.m. Pacific tomorrow. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, the game is likely up, um, and they're doing uh, they're doing a big update. Uh, one of the things is uh, there's a couple there's a couple things here. We've talked about most of this um, player spawn selection. They've got a, a cool little gif here that I'm going to uh, let's see if I can show that. Um, here's your spawn selecting GIF, um, which kind of goes through and shows the process of scrolling around and, and picking where you want to play, which I think is cool. 
Um, I, I do, yeah. do kind of like that idea. Um, rather than just kind of getting dropped in some random area where you can't really do I mean, a whole lot. Putting a little bit of skill into the game. That's the thing is players want, and these streamers want it to where skill matters and making the right decisions matter. And up to this point, lately, skill and, and making the right decisions hasn't been a big part of this game. Um, yep. And I think that they're going to have to start doing that. Now, part of the other thing, and Brian, this is kind of what you talk, you and I have talked about a couple of times. I think we focused on a lot last week or the week before that they're updating their scoring model. They're moving away from high kill top 10 scoring, which we've talked about. We've documented and they've documented themselves with these stupid tournaments that it's it, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, you know it, it, the score doesn't getting matter. Getting kills doesn't add to your score. Well, it, it's useless. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Getting barely, a kill and barely. not getting a kill doesn't matter. So they're moving away from a high kill uh, top 10 scoring model. What do you mean high kill? What, what do you mean by high kill top 10 model? Well, because right now it's just the top 10 highest kills is your thing. You could win first place, not get any kills, and it's not going to show think, up on the leaderboard. Um, I didn't think, well, I didn't think that kills really up until this point made a difference in well, it. Because it well, they do and they don't, but the way that they were doing you could reach? the way they doing their top 10 games was just however many kills you're getting. That's how they were doing them. Um no, so the new model will focus on three different things. A user's top 10 games will give them their base score. So your top 10 games will give you a base score. A user's average placement will then have a modifier value applied to the top 10 score. And then a user's average kill per match, that's important, uh, will also have a modifier value as well. So, you know, you can't be going, you know, you can't be getting 10 kills, 10 kills, 10 kills, and then... You know, you don't get any kills at all. You just kind of win every time. That's not going to do you any good here. Um, so they're again changing their scoring model. Um, they're making a whole bunch of combat updates to all the different guns. Um, they're doing some stuff with the match rewards. So now this is very interesting. Winning a match of solos, duels, or fives will reward you one victory crate. So now they're actually bringing a reward back to the game. If you remember, uh, yeah. eons ago random well now remember i think forever ago when you won a king of the kill it gave you an airdrop ticket is, is that correct is that yeah. how it used to work so you would get you would get you would get stuff yeah you would get stuff for winning for a while um and then they seem to have taken that way where then you were just getting random crates while playing games and things like that yep. um so it used to be you that you could grind and get stuff and they kind of took that away. Um, now, uh, then they say, uh, depending on the game mode, you can now earn up to 150 skulls for match placement below first place. So th there's going to be a kind of a formula for that. The victory crate contains those over 75 brand new skins that are untradeable and unmarketable, but they scrap for the same amounts uh, as, as you'd pay for them. So they're kind of giving you an incentive to play through the game and actually win the game because previously there wasn't one um yeah you could argue there was you could argue there was one in my opinion there wasn't really an incentive to win kind of like in PUBG, there's not really an incentive to win um which luckily for them it's not a problem because the game is actually quite good and it's fun to win there you know it's it's you, yeah. i mean honest to god you can look if, if you were an apple watch or something like that play through PUBG and look at your heart rate uh when you when you're in the final circle with somebody it will look like you're having a heart attack on uh on yeah. your on your fitness you know, on your, on your tracker scale, which is incredibly unhealthy, but it's just what it does. Cause it's, you know, it, you're, you're all into it. It's, it's stressful, you know, nevertheless. Um, they're also working on the account leveling system. So there's a couple of things in here 
uh, that they're going to be doing as well. And again, this update is ongoing now. It will be done by uh, 9 Eastern tomorrow, 6 Pacific, somewhere in that ballpark. If you're listening to this podcast after the fact, not live, updates most likely already done. Um, so there's a couple of things here. Uh, new users will receive a basic set of skins when leveling from 1 to 10. Wink, wink, Fortnite. Uh, kind of taking away from yeah. their leveling system that we talked extensively about last week. Um, existing uh, users already have these skins, so these will be some of the older skins like the trucker hats and the flannel shirts and stuff like that, I would assume. Um, after you reach level 10, you will be awarded victory crates for leveling. Again, wink, wink, Fortnite, literally stealing this right out of Fortnite. Um, existing user accounts um, have had their levels reset. If you were at level 100, you will receive a special item within the next few weeks. Uh, experience gained from matches has been normalized as the drop-off and experience gained isn't as significant until you reach the 75th place and below. So they're resetting everybody's levels, and now you're... I mean, we literally... They're literally taking this directly out of Fortnite, which is good because it's a good model. It's it's yeah. it's the tiered model. It gives you an incentive to level up. What is the point of leveling up in H1C1 right now? The answer is there isn't. It's it's non-existent. Yeah, it's, a, it's a falsado number. It's useless. Why do why do people level up in Call of Duty? Because you unlock tokens and you get to unlock weapons. Or you weapons become available at level thirty six or forty eight or fifty two, whatever the level may be. There's a reason. There's a grind. There's a reason to continue to play. H1Z1 didn't had it. Uh, didn't had it. They, they H1Z1 the grind didn't no reward. H1Z1 didn't have it. Rather. Um, yeah, exactly. The grind with no reward. It was just like, okay, I'm just going to play and play and play for nothing. Um, yep. So, uh, and then outside of that, there's some some gameplay and some UI updates, um, some bug fixes. We'll go through this stuff next week uh, we'll, when there's probably going to be more finished notes because there, the there is going yep. to be, There's it, it says more info coming 6 a.m. February 28th. So next week, when this is out, when it's up and, and running, um we will uh we'll we'll bring you the, the 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 rest of the updates but this is a pretty big um pretty big update and uh, yeah, as we've been talking about what can they do going forward i p- personally i don't believe anything that they really can do with king of the kill at this point is going to save it now what you will see in the next couple of weeks and just be aware of this for the people that enjoy listening to the current player segment you will see a spike in the numbers because this is a very big update and people are now going to try to be unlocking those victory crates so on and so forth. So you're going to see a boost. Yeah, you'll in numbers, see a spike, and then but it's not going to last. They may maintain some of those. They, they may maintain some of the numbers. I mean, it'll, it'll so the seven, give an uptick if there's something driving people. So the seventeen thousand is going to is going to go to twenty thousand or twenty two thousand. It's not significant. It's not. And my point is, it's not going to be like oh, there's seventeen thousand over the last thirty days to, you know, eighty thousand players. That's not going to happen. Uh, you may see it go up a couple yeah. thousand here, a couple thousand there, but in general, I um. I don't I don't see I don't see this bringing the game back to life. I don't think there's anything at this point that can bring this game back to life. It's been so long and the horse has been beat so dead that in my opinion I think it might be a little too late for that. But nevertheless, um that's uh that's H1Z1 I believe. Very good. All right, so let's go. In. Do, you, do you mind if we go into the game giveaway really no, quick? No, absolutely. Time? Yeah, yeah, we were about an hour into the program. What All we got? right. Uh, so if you want to do exclamation point giveaway in chat, I'm going to be giving away a copy of Bully Scholarship Edition, which is, I mean, since we played GTA last week, um, just a little homage to Rockstar. This is a game that has a lot of content. I mean, 
I played it on PS. The regular, I think the original PlayStation is what I played this game on. Um, and it was a lot of fun. PS2, but I this think. This is, uh, yeah, it was a PS2. Yeah, because I have it. Uh, yeah, I remember I played it and it's got a ton of content. There's a lot of stuff to it. So if you want to uh, go ahead and put exclamation point giveaway in chat, this is Bully Scholarship Edition. And of course, this is for PC. So make sure you enter and it's going to be, we'll give away in probably like 10 minutes. Yes. Um, but if you, if you like, I mean, Rockstar, like the thing is, it's got tons of voice, voices, acting, and it's a great A game, triple A title. And just stuff that'll keep, it'll keep you busy for weeks if you wanted to sit there and play it. But weeks and weeks. So, yes. And, uh, and it still looks good for being in 2008. It still looks very good. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. And, um, you can help support the program as well. We've talked about a couple of ways, brand new ways with our Twitch. We're now part of the Twitch affiliate program where you can subscribe directly uh, via just a regular monetary subscription or like everybody, I think in 2018 has an Amazon prime subscription. You can subscribe with Amazon prime, which is the same it, for you. It's free, but for us, it's a, a cent, It's the same thing as a regular four ninety nine a month donation uh, for four ninety nine a month subscription. You can do that. You can donate bits uh, that we've had a couple of those come in uh, throughout the last couple of weeks as we've announced that, but you can also head on over to our website, infectionpodcast.com forward slash support. You can shop on Amazon with our affiliate program. You can do a direct donation through PayPal, which people have done in the past. We, that was a, a big winner for our pack strip, which we do need. We will or we are trying to get our plans kind of wrapped around for that. It's just been crazy here the past couple of weeks. And then our humble bundle program, where if you're going to buy a game on Steam, that's full price, like Tabletop Simulator, $20. Buy it on Humble Bundle. Use our affiliate program. It's going to cost you the exact same amount of money. It's going to give you the Steam key. The only difference is it's going to help support the program. So if you don't say, hey, you know, I don't really want to give money to the program, which is totally fine. I get it. Um, this is a way that you can help support the program. And as always, uh, people giving giving Brian games to give away, being in the chat. Um, we've had our good friend PH make uh, the all the pretty much all the graphics you're seeing he's produced plus some different musical intros uh, people running uh the, the game night saul's been a saint kind of uh, running the tabletop games um all that stuff really really helps support the program so um a couple of different ways that you can help support us not just monetarily there's a whole bunch of other things including one that i need some people to get get off their asses and host friday night game of the week on a game that they know very well that they can kind of walk the group through. We need that for some of these games because Brian and I don't, Brian and I aren't experts in all these games we talk about. We talk about them, but we don't have the experience to lead a group through them. So if you are, um, uh, you know, an expert in a game or you play a game a lot, uh, we'd love to have you host it for Game of the Week. That's another way that you can help support the program yep. as well. I'm done with my rant. And one thing I was going to mention too, um, Deacon actually donated this game. He, he donated ah. me about five or six games. Perfect. So we'll be giving those away over the next couple of weeks. So that, and that really helps. Deacon has done that. Uh, Green Man's donated. There's been a number of people that have donated games that I've been able to give away and it really helps. Um, I've got a pretty big list of games to give away, but eventually that will dwindle. <laughs> yeah, um, eventually. I, I think I only have a hundred left, so... <laughs> Yeah, only Maybe. 50 more episodes. Subscribing to Humble Bundle. 50 more episodes. Well, well, I've got a whole bunch I can give to you, too. I haven't. Well, I, the thing is, is like, I, I, I've quit even, I, I buy, I have all these Humble Bundles, and I, I've quit redeeming them to my Steam account 
So even if I don't have them, like I'm just to the point where I just, it doesn't matter anymore. Like there's no, I don't point. need a 2000 game steam account. It just doesn't, I'm just not even redeem, redeeming them unless I get the urge to play them. So there and then you go. that most likely, so I'll be giving away some games that I don't even have, which is fine with me. Yeah, there you go. And of course, as uh, Brian was saying, thank you, Deacon. And that's yet another way you can help support the program. We appreciate it. And of course, all the people in chat hanging out and uh, doing their thing and they're giving us feedback or correcting us when we're wrong, which, uh, you know, we every once in a while, well, I shouldn't say it happens often that we're, you know, oh, you know, this happened, th you know, at this date and it's no, 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 it happened two months after or whatever. So we appreciate all that stuff as well. Um, where you to jump into Let's jump into PUBG really quick. Yeah, this is a quick it's one. It's not like a huge change. Now, but um, they did release a new crate. This is a this is a little uh, a little Friday the 13th. Uh, if you just look at this quickly here, this is what they're calling their spring crate. Um, and you can see it's kind of got the it's got the 80s look here. Um, this is the fever crate and the militia crate. And uh, these are in the game as of the 22nd, which I believe was last Wednesday. Um, those are in the games now, and these are these are their spring crates. Um, they are uh, much different than what's in the game right now. And Brian, I've got to ask you because you were the one who was gave H1Z1, and and I did too, but you specifically a very very hard time about having yep. skins that didn't fit the game. And looking at this picture, Brian, they, they fit. They're they're, road. They're, they are. I mean, this girl, on the, this girl on the girl left the with a um, yellow plaid skirt, which kind of, but it's it's bright yellow, which is, is a little weird. Um, the, I, I think more of the guy's pants, the bright orange striped, I mean, it's like 60s clothing, well, it's, right? It's 70s and 80s. That's what they say. It's inspired by 70s and 80s oh, fashion. 70s. Okay, so it's like 70s and 80s era stuff. And I think that I what I look at and what I had issues with with H1Z1 is the combinations that then you put together with this. Um, and like, for instance, the the circular glasses that you see on the on the female on the left, those along with like the guy's outfit just to the right of her, uh, you, you'll just create those outfits that just look horrible. And you know that that's what people are going to do. They're going to create the most odd looking, scary, stupid outfits possible because that, for some reason that brings people joy. Um, the trolls. Blind. And so, yeah. And so I, I, that's more of my concern of like that guy's outfit is the step down. Someone creating a stupid, crazy outfit. Um, I just, it's just, it's going that direction. And, and I just, we asked him very point blank at PAX about this. Are you going to be visually, what are you going to be doing with these, with clothing? And he said he was going to keep it all realistic and, you know, keep it to where it matched the game. But I think that this, the, the ones on the right aren't that bad. I think that you could argue that that kind of fits, right? You have your Western theme, but I think the ones on the left going with these themes they're just going to keep going, going farther and farther. And people are just going to then take each extreme piece and make stupid outfits with them. And I, I just, I, they won't be able to stop at a hundred percent, but I think that, that these are poor decisions. Those left two images are poor decisions in the long run. Now I agree with you to an extent. 
if these are the most extreme things that exist in the game, I think I can live with that. Um, yeah. I mean, if this is as far as it went, but I just, that's never how these things work. No, typically not. But, then, uh, you know, the, the, her, her skirt is just too bright. I think that's the problem with it. The, the jean jacket is fine. Um, even his pants, I don't think yeah. are too crazy because they're dark. If they were hot pink with stripes, I think you'd probably have an issue with that. Um, the 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 skirt is the one that jump, jumps right out. It's too bright in the game. Now you can make the argument in Myanmar, this actually might not be a bad outfit to wear because everything is kind of a you know a, right. a brownish desert thing. So you may make the argument that a that a that a yellow like that may actually blend into the environment. Um, yeah. But uh, if that's the craziest they're going to go, this 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 outfit on the left with which is I mean realistically is a t-shirt with a jean jacket and a skirt. Um, if that's the craziest thing that we're going to see, I think we're in a good spot. As long as we're not seeing wrestler outfits, you know, them making up their own wrestling league, um, you know, just kind of these studio, uh, 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 a gorilla mask with a cigar. I mean, just the stupid stuff that H1Z1 did. I think we're fine. Um, yeah. I'm, you know, and, and part of me, Brian, of course, agrees with you that, you know, they want to keep it authentic. But then the other part is, you know, g- g- giving people it's a game it's got to be fun exactly giving people the ability to customize what they want to do now i would say right off the bat that the player base in pubg isn't near as trolly as it is in h1z1 there is trolling in it yeah. I, as every internet game there is but it's it's not part of the um what i don't know what the word i'm looking for is it's not it's not part of the the the, the game is the part of h1z1 is being a troll that's just it's it's just burned in it's ingrained into the game. It's not like that in PUBG. But if you open the door for them, that's the thing though, is is the second that you open the door, I mean, look at Ice Poseidon. He he kind of left the door open a little bit to kind of profit a little bit from from trolls, you know, early in his career. And then it's just Don't mention him on Twitch. We're gonna get over. we're gonna get banned. Can't mention him on Twitch. Okay. I'm being dead serious. Like, yeah, whoever that guy is. Yeah, you, yeah, you can't, can't, something. can't really, can't really uh. talk about him. Yeah, the macho man and so suit. That, yeah, so, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that absolutely. is something where where you leave the door open, and if they leave the door open, like, they'll grab it and run with it. And that's just how the community works. And so that's that's my concern is, is them, like, is this the first step down that road of, then it becomes more trolly and more trolly. People wearing the stupid outfits. People are already running around naked, which, whatever. Um, but the, but the second that you start giving them stupid outfits to wear, they will, and that's just their first step into that. And so I just I, I'm worried that next is going to be a little bit crazier and a little bit crazier, and then you'll give them enough tools to make these stupid outfits, and then it's just become a troll game, just like H1Z1. Yeah, I um, luckily, I think the I, a part of the reason I think H1Z1 has turned, you know, has turned into the troll game is that <laughs> there was nothing else to do. So the only option left was yeah. to dress up, you know, with your, as as Firebomb saying, your macho man suit and run around like a, like a, like a moron. Because, um, yep. you know, what, what else were you? You weren't going to play the game because the game sucks. So um, th- there, there was some limited stuff with that. Luckily for PUBG, the game itself is you can argue in my opinion pretty good um yeah so uh i don't think they'll have that 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 big of an issue um but yeah that's uh i uh i I personally i personally like the skins i think they'll add some some interesting stuff to the game 
Yeah, and like visual variety, I'm I'm good with. Um, it's just if they can keep them to this. If this is like, you know, when you have the 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 range, if this is at the top of the range, then I have no issue with it. It's just we I think we've been tainted a little bit by H1Z1 where, okay, you know, they're always pushing the limits. They're always getting something more stupid that they got to put in there. Um, there's always got to be something to top the next one. I mean, if we start seeing a Kappa crate yeah, out of yeah, here, then we got good. issues. No, absolutely, because that's when you take it's, it and it's no longer serious. Nope. And so, again, so we'll I know see. you can I, make I, the argument. Hopefully. It's a video game. Get over it. It's stupid. I know. I get it. I just, this game, I think, poses itself as a, and I'll throw air quotes around, serious game. Uh, but this isn't, you know, you you know, jackass arcade, run around and 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 do whatever. I mean, this game is. I think this game is it requires, and well, some skill. It's a lot more serious, and yeah. and and it's just a different player base. Yeah. Yeah, and so so we'll see. I mean, this is it's unique. This is the the seventies eighties theme. Um, just to be interesting to see what other themes, since they're doing themes, what are the themes they start to go for? And how far they go out with those. So we'll, we'll see that over the next couple of months as they release more and more crates. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, whatever. There's, people can do whatever they want. And he's just going to have to pay the repercussions of whatever decision he makes. And um, to, to be honest with you, Brian, they've got so many freaking players in this game. I don't really think it's going to make a whole hell of a lot of difference anyway. Um, but just just the, the, the sheer amount of players they have. So we'll, we shall see. But... You know we're not going. We're going to. Um, you know we're go- we're going to stay strong on this because as uh, as Brian said, I did I interview him at Pax or did you interview him at Pax? I think it was me. You interviewed him. At and I, I think I asked him on camera. I don't remember if it was on camera or off camera, but and the reason we asked is because at Twitch uh, or at Pax East this uh, twenty seventeen rather um, is when they had the Twitch uh, parachute in the game. And Brian yes. b- thought that was the beginning of the end. He was ready to throw in the towel on PUBG then because it was like, oh, my God, here we go. The game's brand new. And what do we got? A Twitch flyer. Turns out it was just for the weekend because of, you know, PAX East and they did a thing with Twitch and, and so on and so forth. Uh, but since then, it's been it's been all business. And I would presume it's going to stay like that with, you know, a couple little things here and there. Um, as long as they don't get to the you know Friday the 13th level where it's just, you know, there's just the most extreme, stupid stuff. Skin and and for those games it makes for a game like Friday Thirteenth it makes sense but it doesn't make sense for yeah. PUBG. That's not a dig on Friday Thirteenth. It is a dig on H One Z One because those skins don't make any sense. Uh, but because they don't work. Well, like Donnie, Don, like Donnie's in chat, he's mentioning about Arma. That there's a lot of people that that are hardcore Arma players because of the realism, and then they enjoy Battlegrounds because it's the closest in this genre that's like Arma. Um, to where you have kind of that realistic, you have the leans and you have all these different things. Uh, I, so I think that, I think that the farther they get away from that, they're going to start losing that player base. I mean, which you know, I'm not saying they're the biggest player base, but, um, they're the probably more serious and they're the one, they're the, they're the ones who want it to look the most real. They don't want the crazy outfits because if you go into Arma, you see, it's all like military people are trying to look at the role as much as possible where the people that are that are trolls, they're trying to look the role as well as much as possible. And if you give them the tools to do it, they will. And so that's just, that's my concern is that you just don't give the trolls the tools to be able to look like trolls in the game because they will. Uh, I mean, we see it. 
In uh, every other game you give them an uh, ability to do it, they do. Absolutely. So, uh, so, yeah, there you go. That's uh, that's good old PUBG. Uh, that's the update for the week. Um, we we covered their update. I think it was six or seven last week. Was uh, was a, was a, actually a pretty big update for them. So we covered that last week, and yeah. then uh, then we've got this uh, update about the crates this week. So we'll uh, we'll stay up to date, and we'll bring on that uh, some hopefully some more stuff from them uh, next next Tuesday. Very good. All right. Well, do you want to move on to what you call H1Z1, also known as Just Survive? Yeah. Do you want to do our giveaway here? It's been running for about 10 or 15 yeah, minutes. All right. So let's go ahead and roll this one. So congratulations, Firebomb. Ah. Our local F13 fanboy. Uh, so you have one Fangirl. copy of Bully. Fangirl. <laughs> so I'll appreciate that. So um yeah, so we'll give I'll send you a link here and then you'll be able to redeem that. And that is courtesy of Deacon. So thank you very much, Deacon, for donating that. And congratulations. It's a fun game. If you've never played through it, I would encourage you to uh to sit and I mean you'll once you get into going in the story, it's it's just like GTA as far as how it, it hooks you. Like you'll just keep going through the story and it'll tell a, a long story through the process. So it's on my shelf back there. Lot. My my PS2 shelf. It's a a, a great um great series and it's it's a it's a triple a title it's a triple a developer so yep. I mean, that, you, you get a you get a triple a product we're um, just not used to those lately no well and it's odd right i mean we've just totally transitioned away from that stuff um all right so you you foreshadowed a little bit well not really a little bit you, you did um <laughs> the game uh h1z1 now We've got a February producer's letter, so I'm going to ask, where was the January uh, 2018 producer's letter? Where was the December 2017 producer's letter? What about the November 2017 producer's letter? I mean, why, why all of a sudden is this term back? When was the last time you wrote a producer's yeah. letter, Brian? Yeah, I mean, it's been months and months. I don't remember when they last did it. I mean, they, they do them so... That's the thing we've had issues with Daybreak on for years now. It's just the inconsistency. They say, we're going to start doing this. They do it for one one month, you know, one time, maybe twice, and then they just stop doing it. Okay, so there's no follow through. I just did a quick. I don't know how accurate this is. Um, I went to justsurvive.com/slash/home/slash/news and I scrolled down a, a while, and I'm doing a control F for producer. The last producer's letter I can find was Wednesday, August 30th, 2017. Does that sound right? Yep. Maybe yep, sounds about right. Um. And that's that's just how they are. Like now, there may have been some in there that maybe they didn't post to the news page. Which, if that's the case, then they're stupid because you. I mean, they've got they what they call all of their news around here. Um. So yeah, producers' letter in August and producers' letter. Um. The, when did this come out? Uh, last week, right? Right after last week's show. So th- that's that's yeah. that's just frustrating. Um. Going through this, um. I I skimmed through it. What I want action. I mean, it's just all. It's it's the same as it. I mean, this is the same. It's the same garbage we've been hearing for two years. Yeah. I mean, does anything on this jump out to you that is amazing? I mean, they're talking about uh, talking about quests and events. They had those in. They talked about putting them in. Then they took them out and went back to their old system. What what the hell are they doing? I mean, they're all over the freaking place with this game. What what in God's name are these people doing? 
that's the thing is they keep on bouncing around just it's it's like a person who's drowning right if you look <laughs> okay. at a person who's drowning they're reaching for oh, anything they're bobbing yes and, and and the thing is is if you're a person who goes out there and tries to save them uh the biggest concern is that you're going to yeah, sometimes a, a person has to go in and knock the person out that they're trying to save just so that they don't take them both down at the same time. And I think here, like they're drowning and they're reaching for anything. Like, what do we do to save this? What do we do to, to fix this game? But the thing is, is, you know, if, if you think, let's say you're swimming and you think shore is closest over there. Well, if you're going that way and then you say, no, I think maybe the shore was closest over there. Well, there's a point to where you're going to be going back and forth so much. You're going out of energy and you're going to drown. And if you would just picked a direction and reach shore, you would have, you would have lived. And I, I think they're at a point where they've got to pick a direction. They've got to go that way. If they expect this to at least be a playable game at some point, because I would argue that it's not a playable game. And I would, I would argue, and I don't think you disagree that it hasn't been a playable game for quite some time now. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think a lot of it is just them been going back and forth of, oh, I'm going to swim that way because I think that, you know, there's there's something over there that's going to save this. Uh, nope. And then they're swimming another, like there's just no consistency and, and they're all, so all over the place that I, I think that they've been treading water for so long that I don't know what they could do. Like the, the market's changed since all this stuff. Like either they need to go full RPG or they need to like go back to what it was a hundred percent or they like, they just need to pick one thing and actually do it. And this has been our frustration with them for so long is that they never do one thing and they never stick to it. Now there's always in, in these producers letters are the perfect example. They came to us and said, we're going to start being more open. We're going to be start more transparent. We're going to, we're going to start doing producers letters on a regular basis. And we're they did do this. And, we're going to do that. But into their credit, they did for a while, um, for a while, but then they stop yeah. and, and there's no reason they just stopped doing it. Uh, the reason that a game like arc was so successful because they consistently produced for years. Yeah. So, you know, that's the thing is, is they've, they've done it and it, it's paid off. Daybreak is not, produced uh, consistently. I mean, I would say H1Z1 has been one of their probably most consistent things now that they've done. The the, the King of the Kill, now H1Z1. Uh, but in Just Survive, they haven't been consistent in that for quite some time. I mean, the game didn't really change that much from the original concept that we played um, when it released. I mean, if you look at it from up until recently when they tried to do, redo the whole map, um, the game wasn't drastically different from the very original test that we did years ago now. It hasn't changed. And the, there's an issue with that. Like, obviously, they, they're not aiming for some specific thing. They're not trying to make it some specific thing because it would be different than what you started with if you actually had a goal and you're working towards it. It hasn't. And it's still not. Like yeah. now they're going back to that original. It's still going to just be the same old thing. Yeah. So you can read through this if you'd like. I'm not going to sit here and bore people reading through this because it's, you know, the, oh, we're going to, you know, we're uh, account progression, which we've talked about a million times, quests and events, which Brian has literally been talking about for two years now, having some type of event system, 
re-examining loot and crafting economy. Yeah, it's just it's just boring. I mean, we've heard this a million times. So, and I hate I hate to have this attitude, but we've seen this talked about so many freaking times, and it's been talked about, put on test, removed from test, put on test, removed from test, talked about, talked about. It's just so frustrating. It's like just come up come up with a damn solution already. Um, but but with yeah. that, there was actually a game update, and this was on the 21st, which was last Wednesday, right after we wrapped up yesterday, or last week's program, rather. Uh, and a couple of the quick things here is um, they've improved the base construction uh, component system. So uh, the whole, whole goal behind this is it's going to be easier to uh, repair your base if it's been blown up or raided. So with the Stronghold Hammer, you'll have the ability to interact with the components, upgrade them to metal or stone, um, or purchase skins to... Uh, you know, do things to the different base components. So that's the goal is to make it so that if somebody blows off a wall, it's easier to repair than, you know, having to delete the foundation and move around because it's sometimes it becomes a real pain to do some of that stuff. Um, yeah. Weapons and armor tiers have been streamlined, reducing the number of weapons and armor variations available, which I thought was actually something cool that they had in there. The rusted, uh, then you put the weapon repair kits and up the level. So they're streamlining that a little bit. Um, players can now upgrade their weapons by salvaging gun parts and weapon repair kits to improve the rate of fire, magazine size, recoil, and accuracy of the gun. Uh, in addition, kind of to those tiers of weapons that they had that they were starting to put in. It has, yeah, it's absolutely that. Uh, and then it says, in addition to salvaging guns, you'll find uh, you'll you'll find to improve your weapons. Some rare weapons and gun parts can be found by completing quests or killing special zombies. So again, going back to that uh, quest system. Um, and then going through here, there's a there's a new crate uh, here. Um, they're replacing the survivor's crate with a crate called uh, the Flashback Crate Red. It's a classic mix of your favorite and new items, so some skins and vests and stuff like that, and a free crate. So they're enticing people to log in. Uh, if you log in and play for 30 minutes, you'll receive a hideout crate for free, um, and you can go and take a look at all the stuff that's in the hideout crate. And then there's full notes on there if you want to read through those. But that's a quick, uh, quick little recap of the H1Z1 Just Survive update, which uh, is it's uh, pretty disheartening to to see all what's going on there. Yep, and so I mean, we'll see. I mean, uh, removing things like they removed the pipe bomb, they removed the IED, and well, they changed the IED to an ethanol bomb. Yeah, we yeah. I mean, it moved those armor tiers. Like it's just removing things. Like you're just taking away some of that grind. Like, why not just make it make the armor tiers more rare to where it's actually special to have the top level armor? Instead, they're taking out all the lower armor and just having it so everybody has now this nicer armor, which makes it this. What's the difference between that and having just the lowest armor? I mean, it, it's it's all one level now, um, so it doesn't really matter. So, um, all helmets now prevent the same amount of damage, so there's not even a tier with helmets. I mean, none of that. So they remove the weapon cleaning kits. They removed the gray and white gun tiers. Um, so now you find when you get guns and things, they're green. And then I think you can upgrade them to like blue um, and to purple. So like you upgrade a green one to a blue one, and then you can keep upgrading it to a purple one. So anyways, uh, and containers, you can only have 20 per foundation now. So, I mean, that, that's, that's a lot. It's not like miscreated where create a container holds five items but um yeah so if you have a foundation that's now 20 cap for containers in those 
All right. Um, do you have a preference on what we go to next? No, sir. Wherever you'd like to lead this train. All right. So let's do, there's a video here for Elite Dangerous. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can play that really quick. This yeah. is actually a really big update. Yes. And so if you want to just roll into that and then we will discuss it a little bit. Yeah. So this is a, um, the title on this is called, it's called the Commander Chronicles. And uh, we will uh, we'll roll the video and uh, Brian will be back uh, to discuss right after that. Davis, get the scouts off me. Roger that, Commander. I'll handle the interceptor. All right, let's see what they got. That's not great. Anything from round Lena, I trust I haven't caught you at a bad time. <laughs> Always got time for you, Ramta. Dig up anything interesting lately? People dig for me these days, Commander. In fact, I might have something interesting for you. Something suited to your unique talents. Don't have much time for archaeology these days. Kind of busy. Shame. The past can teach us so much about the present. And my research into the Guardians has uncovered some fascinating finds. But it's the potential technological applications that will interest you. Applications that might help you level the field a little. Like weapons. Indeed. All I ask is that you unearth a few dusty old relics for me. It will certainly be safer than fighting Thargoids. Okay, Ram. You've got my attention. If I do it, I can have my pick of your new toys. That's right. All right. Oh, I'm delighted to hear it. Now, when I said it wouldn't be dangerous... Alright, uh, so Elite Dangerous Beyond. What so uh, is their, They're starting into the 3.0s. Okay. So this is kind of like the new season in a way. Um, that they're starting to do. And in here, one thing they've done is there, there's a crime and counter crime system overhaul that they've done. All right. Uh, and so th there's actually now more of a punishment for being a lawbreaker or, you know, there's, they're going to be treating to where you're either going to be a good guy or a bad guy more. Um, and so there will be people that are criminals and then, you know, people that are fighting against those criminals. Um, they've also changed how, let's say your ship gets destroyed, where you spawn back to, um, they've changed how, like if, if players are destroyed, when a finer bounty has been detected, they will respawn at a detention center now, rather than just respawning normally. They actually are at a detention center and they have to pay their way to get released. Um, the, on here, they've added new wing missions that you actually can share across a wing and complete as a group. So if if we have multiple people playing, we can have the same quest that we're working together to complete. Uh, 
They have a mission depot now where players can accept uh, an app applicable mission and deliver the target commodity piece by piece to complete the mission. So you can go pick up a mission and then keep over time, like adding to it to where it'll uh, eventually pass the mission. And then you actually get a choice on the rewards that you get from the mission missions now. Uh, they added a new alien attack craft. Um, another ship is the Chieftain. Uh, and then they've added, they made the Keelback multi-crew. Um, also, they've made changes to the galaxy map, um, giving you some options to be able to filter and, and find things, uh, find trade data. Um, you can view trending trade routes uh, and filter by AI or human players. Uh, they've got just prison ships have been added to one of the routes, um, Colonia. Um, they've gone through and they're adding Galnet audio, which is kind of kind of tell the story a little bit, kind of like the radio. Um, you can sit there and listen and hear some of the lore that's in Elite Dangerous. Uh, installation of mega ship interactions, data, data link scanner upgraded to allow scanning mega ships. Um, there's, I mean, if you look, there's just like a huge list on here. And this is one of their big, big updates. And they're changing to where they're leaving, like Horizon was an expansion. Um, I'm not sure exactly, but they haven't said exactly what they're going to do in the future as far as expansions, whether uh, they're going to be free if you're going to pay for certain things. But um, I know one thing that they're working towards is allowing you to walk around your ship, allowing you to walk around on the planets. Um, in this, they did improve the graphics, like the variety of the planets quite a bit, the coloring of the planets to make them look more unique. Um, so as you're flying around, the planets that you can land on, you should see an improvement with those. They've added a player journal. Um, or they, they've changed how, some things with the player journal um, and added more informa information to it. Uh, so you should be able to get more information out of it. Uh, the, Let's see, they've added uh, graphics improvements with you know, like the rendering in the engine. They've changed a lot of the ships, like the Anaconda, the Asp, Cobra. Um, so you should just see a lot of improvements across the board. They haven't put out a patch in a while, uh, but this one has a lot of fixes, a lot of new features. So I would encourage you, if you haven't played in a while, get in there, try some of the, if you have a group of people to play, uh, then go in there and try some of the, the wing missions. Because then you actually have a reason to group up and play together uh, and actually play as a group, which you didn't really have before. So this is a lot of fun of a, for a game. We played it for a while. Uh, and I think now that they're starting to get a wing missions, it'd be fun to go in there and play with some people and, and do actually do things together. Cause that's the, the part that this game really missed. So uh, they did do a live stream talking about a lot of these things, but it was, it's like a three hour live stream and they don't do like a super fast pace. They kind of sit there and, and talk about things. So if you're into it, you can go check out the live stream. We'll have the show notes in there or the uh, change log notes in the show notes. So uh, I encourage you to go in there and just take a look at it. But uh, yeah, this is uh, this is their big patch that they've been teasing about for a while. Uh, and it says on here, this update has over, well over 1,000 fixes for various issues. Um, you know, so that's, there. there is quite a few, few fixes in this. So I would encourage you to go and try it out, especially if you had any issues before, see if they fixed those. If not, then definitely report it because they are, they're hammering away at all those. So I think that's a bit about it. I mean, there's so many notes in here. I, I'm not gonna read through. It's got probably like 10 pages plus. 
That's what it looks like. Notes on here. Quite a bit of stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's but mainly those the mission changes and uh, the, the crime and punishment thing that they have. Those are some pretty big. Uh, they're going to be doing a kill warrant scanner changes and inter, uh, interstellar bounties changes, kind of going with that crime and punishment thing. They're going to be updating that to where maybe your job um, they'll have a much more defined role of like a bounty hunter, and then people that are going and robbing people or you know killing people, you'll be hunting more of those people. So that'll be a lot of fun. Absolutely. So, that's so that is Elite Dangerous Beyond uh, 3.0. So, all right. Do we want to do a second game giveaway? Or? Sure. We can do that. We've got probably 15 or okay. 15 minutes or so left on the program. So, sure. All right. So, um, once again, this will be exclamation point giveaway in chat. Uh, and this will be another 60 points. I keep upping it we'll get it to work because people have 10,000 points and plus <laughs> and so we'll have to raise this up eventually but we're going to be giving away a copy of max Payne 3 and once again this is uh thank you uh from deacon for for giving this and this is another game that this is uh their more recent max Payne, but i played through the whole story i used to play it online as well it's, it's really fun to play online multiplayer um but it's uh the max Payne series is all really good um, if you look at, I used to play the original Max Payne and it's got a crazy story. Uh, you know, the people, uh, people that have played that original, like you'll remember like the crying baby nightmare scene. It's just one of those things that sticks out to you. Uh, but the Max Payne series is really good. And so exclamation point giveaway, and we'll give away that here in a little bit. I'll put a link to the steam page so you can go check it out, uh, see the graphics level, but the, it's very good graphics. Yes. Um, beautiful game, really good mechanics, good story along the whole thing. Yep. So. And you can uh, go ahead and uh, exclamation point giveaway in the chat to enter for that. Uh, quick update on Unturned. This is Grease Update 2 of 3. And uh, the main keynote in here is that uh, Cypress is now available in game. Cypress is what they're calling an expand alone uh, for Grease uh, that is now available. So it's available in both arena and survival mode. And it builds on the Greece environment while sporting entirely new locations and being a medium-sized map um, that's less taxing to run. So it's an expand, uh, as they're calling, an expand alone uh, map. That's uh, funny. I've never heard that before. No, and, and it's it's a term. That, yeah, it's it's kind of an interesting term now that that, that they're using it. Um, so with that, uh, the Greece mystery box has been updated to include several new graced weapon skins to celebrate the second stage of Greece updates. And then the third Grease update uh, containing the full suite of NPC content and quests is, they say, is coming soon TM. Um, well, I added the TM, but it's coming soon. Um, obviously, right. Cypress has been added. Uh, added the abilities to send rich text formatted messages, which is shocking that they didn't do that before. So you can bold, italicize, color something, uh, put an underline stroke through it. You can do all that stuff now with, uh, with rich text. Uh, with that format, and then a couple of just uh, generic fixes, and that's uh, this is Unturned Update 3.32.5.0. And uh, yeah, there you go. That's uh, our, our update from our friends over at Unturned. Very good. All right, so um, on here, I was going to mention Hurt World came out with some changes. Uh, it's just one of those games that you don't really hear people playing saying they play it. I mean, I'm sure there are people that are playing Hurt World. Um, 
you don't, I don't see them on my steam list playing it, but the, on here, they added town event system. Um, so they're, they're trying to come up with a little, like a little more depth in the game. We played it as a group when it was free, I think for the weekend, I know, I know I have it, but, um, we did play it as a group and it was fun, but there's just you know, kind of like rust. Like I didn't see a lot beyond what we were doing in our little area. Uh, and then they had a hot fix that they put out as well. Mostly other than the event system, it's mostly fixes, uh, balancing, things like that. Uh, and then, you know, the hot fix they put out and it was just fixing a duping issue. They had a duping bug, which was allowing people to create a bunch of items. And so they uh, they fixed that item. They said they didn't do a wipe because they didn't think it was widespread enough. But if you think otherwise, let them know just to make sure that some servers aren't really out of balance because everybody has like a thousand guns sitting around. So, um, that is hurt world. Another game that we had, we had talked about a little bit was that hunt showdown Yep. that they actually have released into early access now. So that okay. is something you can go onto the steam store. They were, they disabled our test copy. Um, and then you can go there and buy it for $29.99 for the early access. And so we'll have some notes into there. Uh, this is from a AAA company. It says experience a AAA gunplay experience with realistic weapon handling, true to the time period. Uh, you know, this is put out by Crytek, which makes one of the one of the bigger engines. Uh, this one it just goes into detail about the cast, you know, the characters they have in here, the boss targets. We saw two each of the games, two boss targets, the spider and the butcher present a unique challenge. Players will need to think carefully about how to arm themselves as each boss has its own weaknesses and strengths. That, those are things like you're going to have to add more. You can't just have two bosses for the whole game. So it'll be interesting to see where they grow from this. The game has three unique pistols, three unique rifles, four unique shotguns, two unique melee weapons, three unique world items, like a sledgehammer, world axe, wood axe, and a lantern. And then tools consumables so i mean they've got a lot of stuff in there but when we played it i just that like it I, I think that they'll it'll get repetitive too quickly unless they come up with some more variations of possibly location bosses um unless it just turns into a pvp game where you don't really worry about the bosses and you're just trying to kill the other people on the map i mean that may be what it turns into what do you think of that price tag seems a little steep for early access. I know it's Crytek and I know it's a legitimate company, but $30 for, I'm there is games that are 30 or $40 for early access. I understand, but what do we think of $30? I mean, it seems like $20 was the early access price point. That's what H1Z1 was, yeah, right? But, $20, but 1999. I think they're thinking like we're AAA is what they're thinking in their mind of, you know, a lot of these other ones are asking $20. They're startup companies, like they're, they're small groups. I think they're thinking more along the lines of, you know, this game is going to be released. It's not a, as much of a gamble. It is still a gamble. You, know, you got to think if, if, if the concept's bad, if it just isn't fun, like there's still a gamble with this. Well, now let me tell you this. But it will though. get released. If that's the case, then I'm going to challenge you and say, then why, why are they even doing an early access? I mean, that, you, you, you can't relate your, to the show well you can't have everybody's your, leaving early access and these guys are going well in. you can't have your cake and eat it too and this is kind of my concern here is you want to you know you want to say okay well we're a triple a company right we're not we're, you know we're not some some you know some jerk offs making a video game in our basement we're a legitimate company fine i can accept that but then why the hell are you doing an early access program 
Yeah. Spend the they damn money in like R&D, beta. develop the damn game, well, and release it. Well, just like what they did, they could just do an open beta every every few weeks. You know, open up the open beta and just let people play and get some people hooked. Take take the feedback. I mean that that would be another option of not letting people purchase into the early access until you know you have a game that's releasable. Um, and if people lose interest during that early that open beta period, then you know that it's that it wasn't that good of a concept. It was going to die anyways. Like if you can't keep people interested when they only can play it a couple times every week or you know every couple weeks then you know, that, that that that's an issue with the game itself. So I, I think, I don't know. I just don't like that. I, I'm burnt out on early access. I think you're burnt out on early access yeah. as well, because there's so many titles now in my library that are just, no, there's no point to them because they were early access and they're not playable games anymore. Um, here, I don't think these guys truly understand what the point of early access was. Uh, and a lot of it was for these small titles to get a, a fan base and get money in the door. These guys don't need the money in the door beforehand. Um, you know, and people are more likely to avoid it with early access now than, than, you know, releasing a game that uh, it, I think if they'd done open beta, they could hook a lot of people that maybe went by it. They'll get interested in it. And then when they release, like people will play it. But I mean, I'm sure they have a reason. Well, it, I'm not going to buy the early access for it. I mean, I played the open beta and it's too early on. Like they, if they would have offered an open beta with a little bit more of a polish to it, you know, got me hooked on it to say, Oh, this is a lot of fun. But the thing is, is they did a really rough beta and now they're in early access saying, okay, now pay for it. Well, no, like you didn't do a good enough job on the, the first test that I did. I, I'm not going to play it right now. Yeah. And I think that, and yeah, and that, uh it just kind of rubs me the wrong way that you want to charge a premium for your early access because you're a development company yet at the same vein, you're using the marketing or selling method that the indie companies that can't afford to do what you do are using or that, that it just kind of, it kind of rubs me the wrong way, I guess. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing. It's just, you know, choose you, uh, you know, make a choice. What are you? Or you, you, you can't be both. You can't be the early, you know, well, you, Oh, it, look at us. We're doing early access. early access. If it's this price in early access, how much is the ex- oh, 60 bucks release game going to be? It's going to be, it's, 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 it's going to be content. Like a $60 game has a lot of content to it. Like call of duty has a huge first player or like single player aspect to it. Then it has all the multiplayer. Uh, then it has the zombie mode, which has a huge amount of content to it. Even like this, if this one, the whole hunt thing is less than the zombie mode in Call of Duty. Yeah. As far as content, way less. Well, they're going to have they're offering it as a final product. They're going to have to figure something out. I mean, at some point they'll figure something out. So, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, the, the game may develop over time and become something that's worth it, but right now it's not. Absolutely. Um, well, this is a word, an interesting moment here, Brian, we have, I believe completed all of our show notes, which is something that yes. very rarely happens during this uh during this wonderful program well did, actually we didn't talk about one thing okay um uh, we did skip over the darwin project oh, okay yes which let's I cover that real quick mention. yeah so they put out their 1.7 and they had that open uh, open beta that hopefully some people got a chance to play it a little bit uh but they went through and they've just been polishing the spectator interactions uh, like as far as 
the spectator has a big role to play in this game. And that's why I keep saying, I think that Twitch streamers are really going to kind of attach to this because they're putting a high integration with Twitch. So you can get some of these top streamers that people are interested in their personality. So they can still be on the stream and talking, not just necessarily playing a game, but they can be the, the live streaming show director. Um, and then they're opening it up to where the, this Twitch spectators have the ability to then vote um, at the end, like who was the best player, who, like what zones are going to be affected, um, different things are going to, elements that are going to change in those, in those, that unique map or that unique particular game. Uh, people in this Twitch channel can actually vote on that and say, all right, well, we want this zone to close. We want, you know, this um, weapon to be dropped. We want all these things to happen. They're allowing the Twitch viewers to make these votes during the, during the live stream. Um, which I have not seen anyone else do. Uh, they did put in, they implemented a anti-cheat system, which is, I'm glad they got it in there because the second they open this up, uh, you know, someone's going to be making a cheat for it. Uh, also, they're opening up for private matches to allow, you have, you have groups if you want to just play with your friends, you can put a password on the room um, that we don't have random people coming in. Um, they do have, so if you're a Twitch broadcaster, they do have an extension made so it's the Darwin Project Spectator Interactions extension. You can do that uh, and it allow you to attach it to your channel so people can click on the, the screen uh, when they're watching your show and be able to do those. And then they just made some uh, changes to the show director. So they do have a code of conduct on the loading screen for the show directors. Um, they actually can have show director ratings from players. So the show directors themselves would get rated. So Possibly that will create some more popular Twitch streamers just from people that do the job really well. Um, if you have a low show director rating, you actually get fewer powers in the game. Uh, and then the show director ratings you can get from the Twitch viewers as well. And then they have a report system that they put in there. Other than that, they have a new game mode, you know, the private match, but um, then there's just a number of fixes. The Twitch, Twitch extension, I'll just run through what that does really quick, it allows show directors to let their viewers vote for the following. Crowd favorite, warm up, heal, so you can heal a player, speed up a player, invincibility, manhunt, zone closing, and then nuke. You can nuke a whole zone Nice uh, on here. So I'm sure they'll continue to add to that. But this is kind of a, a unique niche that you haven't really seen. Uh, they did some makeovers to the map, so they did make the map look a little bit better. Um, added some new music and things like that. Uh, did a lot of bug fixes on here. So this is, a, yeah, this is Darwin Project. We talked about this at PAX. We discovered them at PAX practically. And uh, yeah, they did their open beta this past week. Hopefully people got a chance to play. They should have been able to, when they played, I think it was on this patch. So they should have had access to all this. So hopefully they'll do another one. And now, and maybe we could stream it and have people play and just kind of have a fun time we you you were gone and so we didn't really get to do anything with this but it might be fun next time they do one we could get everybody involved and actually do something interesting with it i would agree we definitely need to, to jump in there it was unfortunate uh, timing on uh on my behalf but you know stuff happens yeah. yep all right very good all right um one thing remember league of legends for game of the week so to make sure that you uh Get it downloaded it is a big download. It's an external launcher. So make sure that you 
get it launched and, and test, try playing a couple rounds. They have a training mode that you can do against bots and things like that. So make sure you do a few of those just so you understand how the game works so that you're not sitting there doing all the wrong things. You'll discover what those wrong things are, but um, just kind of learn how to go down the lane, how to deal with some of the mobs, things like that. So absolutely. Yes. And um, of course we've got our favorite segment that uh, we cover here on the program. And that is fan favorite. It's a fan favorite current players. Now for H1Z1 quick note, of course, the current players is not available. The game is offline. Um, so it said there was like 200 people playing. I guess those people had the, well, there's no launcher anymore, right? I guess they just, people just had the game open still. Um, so nobody's currently playing the game cause it's, they're doing their massive update, but the 24 peak is 8,059. The seven day peak is 10,000, uh, 77 for that. Moving on to Ark survival evolved 36,024 currently playing that the 24 hour peak 52,648. With a 70 peak of 71,470. Moving on to Unturned. We talked about, a little bit about that today. Currently playing that game, 8,115. The 24 hour peak, 17,007. That's 24 hour. 22,958 is your 7 day peak. And wrapping it up with everybody's favorite, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Currently playing this, over half a million, 559. 1421 the 24 hour peak 2 million 712 416 and the 70 peak couple uh, 100,000 shy of 3 million 2 million 750,196 so that's uh that's what's going on that's what people are currently playing and uh I'm going to keep a track keep my tally going on on the uh on King of the or on H1Z1 coming forward, and we're really going to pay very close attention to what what this uptick looks like and how long it takes for it to level back out to to its similar numbers that we've seen over the past couple months. So that'll be interesting to see. Very good. Yep. Um, all right. So let's go and roll into tip of the week. Tip of the week's where either I talk about a general gaming tip or specific for one game. This week it's going to be PUBG. So this is tip of the week. All right, so uh, I figured I would just give a, a little tip here for helping to measure the distance uh, when you're trying to do a long distance shot. So you have the ability on on the weapons in uh, PUBG to be able to do a zero, what they call zeroing in on the different scoped guns. Uh, and on there, you know, all that's doing is changing where that center mark um, is accurate at. So, um, if you want that to be accurate at 100 yards, you know you can change it and at a hundred yards, that'll be exactly centered. Um, change it 200, 300 to let you flip through those in the game. Uh, so let's, let's imagine that you found yourself posted up outside of Pachinki or something like that. Uh, and you're trying to figure out, well, how far of a distance is it where I'm at versus, uh, you know, that building in Pachinki. Um, so first thing you could do is if you look at your mini map, you'll see some little squares on there. And each of those are 100 meters. And so you may see that 
on your mini map, if you, you can see the object and you can kind of measure the distance between the uh, the initial square where you're at and how many squares are away, that's a hundred meter distance. Well, let's say that they're beyond that. Your mini map goes to 200 meters max. Um, so if you op open up the full map, you'll see that there's the bigger yellow ones, which are a thousand meters each. Uh, and then inside of those are 100 meter squares. And so if you, let's say you post yourself up and you're, you're preparing, just look at you on there versus how many blocks away that each of those, um, that, that, that building that you're most likely thinking someone's going to be at, that is how many hundreds of meters it is away. So you can change your zero in to that point and it will, uh, that will help you to know exactly what the distance is. That's why they have those hundred meter blocks on there and that'll allow you to get an accurate shot without having to raise the site however much above the, um, above the target and guess it. You can zero it in and then just fires directly on the person or raise it up a slight amount depending on where they move. So that is tip of the week. All righty. And thank you very much for that, Brian. Yep. Thank you very much. All right. Well, um, I believe that's going to do it. Uh, of course, uh, we're going to be playing some League of Legends uh, Friday night. Saturday night, we're going to play some board games. Saul's going to lead us. He says he's got a couple new games that he wants us to try out. So we will uh, we will go ahead and do that uh, uh, Saturday night and uh, probably into Sunday as well. So I believe uh, that'll do it. And then uh, we'll be back here next Tuesday at 7, uh, as we are each and every week. Very good. All right, so let's go and uh, do the last game giveaway here really quick. Okay. All right, so 360 Gaming Live, congratulations. And so I will send you a link in chat. Of course, um, make sure if you're going to join us, as I said, for our Friday night game night, join us in Discord. If you're not a member of just Discord already, maybe League of Legends is your game. <laughs> maybe. You're like, oh, I, I love that game. I want to play with them. Uh, so if, if so, make sure you, you click the link uh, to our Discord, which is on our website. On the right-hand side, there's a little green button. Um, as toss up did in chat, you can put exclamation point discord inside of our Twitch channel, and that will show you, uh, a link directly to our discord and let you join that. Uh, but there's people in there. Usually we got 50, 60, 70 people that are in there at all times. Uh, so if you're looking for a nice, healthy gaming community and you play some of these games that we discuss, we got a number of private servers in there. If you're interested in playing rust arc, uh, we have a Minecraft server. And we, we have aberrations for ARC and we have a uh, Ragnarok server for ARC. So if you're interested in playing any of those games, uh, you can go on there and play on some of our servers. And we have links to those inside of Discord so that you can uh, join those at any time. So um, are we ready to roll out? Should I give my contact information? You ready? I mean, go for it. I'm paying attention. So whatever, whenever you're All right, ready. All right, cool. At Boise Computer on Twitter. If you want to go check out my blog, biteoftech.com. That's, of course, B-I-T-E of tech.com. Uh, and as I said, just go uh, join our Discord if you're looking to con contact us. If you want to send us a message, uh, we have a contact form on our website or contact infectionpodcast.com. Um, or, you know, of course, people send messages to Nick and I on Steam. Usually that's more difficult, but I would encourage you if you're looking to get a message to both of us to send it to our email uh, or through the contact form on the website. So. Thank you very much for those that submitted news this week in the news channel on our Discord. And uh, I think that's it for me. Uh, 
We'll see you guys all next week. Yep, and just kind of... To, Hopefully we'll get some good games in this weekend. Yes, absolutely. I, I'm sure we will. And just to kind of uh, piggyback on Brian's point there, if you want to send something that you believe both Brian and I need to be in the loop about, send it to contact that infection podcast or tweet it to us. Um, yeah. Contrary to belief, uh, Brian and I really don't talk at all during the week. We message back and forth, but we try not to talk because when we talk... We end up doing a pro- we do a podcast maybe. for nobody like it's a Skype call or a phone call like oh great but the NSA is listening to it I mean they're enjoying the podcast but nobody else is so um, we really honest to God we really don't talk all I mean we'll message um, we talk in in Discord but we really we very rarely talk more than once or twice um, outside of the program. Uh, except for like when yep. we're playing games and stuff on, on Friday or Saturday night but outside of that we really don't talk. Um, because it kind of pulls away from the show. So, uh, yeah. Go ahead and uh, send it to contact at infectionpodcast.com if you want us both to see it. If it's a game giveaway thing, whatever, send it to Brian. If it's uh, more of a technical thing, stuff going on with the show or whatever, Discord, you can send that to me or, or whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, if we both need to see it. Send it to the proper channels. Mm-hmm. Brian, thank you very much. We will see you, uh, I'll see you Friday night, Saturday night, and uh, back here next Tuesday for uh, another episode of Infection. Ladies and gentlemen, that, uh, as I get my audio all configured for the outro here, that is going to do it for another episode of Infection, the survival podcast. My name is Nick Craig. You can follow me on Twitter at Nicholas M. Craig. Check out our website, infectionpodcast.com. Have a great, have a great week, everybody. See you next time.